to episode 19 of the Feasible Filmcast. My name's Christopher, and today I'm joined by Philip. How's it going today, man? Pretty good. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, today, today's going to be um, like a, just a massive show uh, with a lot of reviews and news, you know, coming from last week's Comic Con. And, you know, we just want to have a show where we can kind of just catch up on all the movies we watched so that, you know, in the next couple weeks we can kind of just focus in on one or two movies and, you know, just cover some uh, some more news here and there. And um, But, yeah, this week is going to be heavy heavy news on, like, trailers and uh, Comic-Con news and whatnot. So, um, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, do the news first. Um, we'll do the news first and then kind of rocket through the reviews there towards the end because um, there's quite a few, um, you know, that we watched over the last couple weeks or so. So, um yeah, I guess we'll start with, like, the biggest news from Comic-Con. You know, there's a bunch of trailers that came out. So, um, I guess the biggest the biggest one that everybody's talking about is the Wonder Woman movie. Uh, I mean, trailer that yeah. came out. So, what did you what did you think about that? It's coming... It's directed by Patty Jenkins. And I was looking up earlier that she really hasn't done any action movies at all, which is kind of surprising because I thought the action actually looks pretty good on there. You know, I... I haven't yeah. seen any of other other movies. Um, yeah. You know, she's done a lot of TV work as well. Um, okay. I know she did. Um, the only thing I've seen that she's done is um, some of her Arrested Development directing. But I mean, you know, it's just sitcoms and stuff like that, so you okay. can't really take much. But um, what did you? What did you? What did you think overall? Yeah, well, this? I mean, I thought I, I was really see. The thing is, is like I think DC has. Um, you know, they're in an interesting spot because. Uh, you know, with them trying to establish their, like, connected movie universe, um, you know, to lead up to these Justice League movies and, uh, you know, like, Suicide Squad's coming, um, they have a really unique opportunity, kind of like what Marvel does so well with theirs is to bring in all these, uh, uh, I wouldn't say lesser known, but just characters that don't really get a good cinematic uh, beat, you know, they don't really get a lot of exposure. Mm-hmm. Like, um, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, they've been able to take properties like I mean, no one even, I mean, other than your hardcore comic book fan and your, your diehard fanboys, they were able to take properties like um, Guardians of the Galaxy, which I'm sure 90% of people didn't, hadn't even heard of before a couple of years ago. Um, and then, of course, the movie was just a huge runaway success and taking properties like Ant-Man. And uh, you're like, how are they going to make an appealing movie about a guy named Ant-Man, you know? Right. Um, but they did, you know, they took these, these, uh, they were able to take these properties and really, really, uh, really, really turn them into something that the audience could relate to, um, through humor, through, um, you know, just, uh, I don't know, just really bringing these characters, like kind of minor characters. And I kind of feel like, uh, DC's really at that forefront with, uh, a lot of these movies that they have in their slate and Wonder Woman being one of those. Um, of course we're kind of like light on, uh, uh, female-driven uh, superhero movies, so I think it's the perfect opportunity. And of course, uh, um, Gal Gadot had, you know, pretty, pretty. I think it's pretty widely positive uh, response to her uh, first outing as Wonder Woman in Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. So, um, yeah. I, I love the trailer. I was, I was kind of worried, like you said about Patty Jenkins. Uh-huh. Kind of like I remember when I, the very first Iron Man came out, being directed by John Favreau, who mm-hmm. you know I really love as an actor, and I think he's a funny guy. And of course, he's had his hand doing directing before Iron Man, but mostly small indie films. And um, 
you like know comedies and whatnot really comedies yeah. yeah yeah and being able to do uh the uh a large-scale action movie like that of course the you know yeah i mean i think it's a good wonder too. yeah i mean you can't See, help but wonder and be like a little like antsy but man after seeing that trailer i mean i was just worried about the overall look the tone of the film and the action and just from what i saw i'm i'm completely excited for it i'm I'm like all in. I think it's 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 neat that they're doing a period piece, kind of like they hinted at from the photo mm-hmm. from Batman right. versus Superman. Yeah. Um, I I think Chris Pine will add like a really nice little uh, um, I don't know, kind of balancing out the the cast. I mean, uh, like I said, the tone. Yeah, he's the pretty he's style. pretty much you know, the main star, so he's yeah. going to be the one doing the heavy lifting, and you know, as far yeah. as like the the drama and stuff goes, and. I like that they they had a bit of comedy in there, and uh-huh. they had I mean like I was saying at the beginning like the action just looks really good like right and that that's one thing that I was kind of worried about um, going into it but yeah I mean just being in that setting I don't know for whatever reason it, I think it just fits perfectly yeah it's it's, it's um, neat I mean I was I know I was a big fan and I'm pretty sure you were a big fan of the uh, the original Captain America movie. Uh, setting that as oh, a period definitely. in the 40s. Yeah, it was my favorite one. Yeah, and the fact the fact that they're going back to doing uh doing like trying that same similar tone and style for uh Wonder Woman uh setting it like during World War 1 era is uh I think it's just a really neat idea. I think it's it's going to give fans like a little different um I mean, yeah, it's kind of taken a step back, so it'll be hard for some people, but uh I mean, I think it's a really interesting uh direction for you know, yeah, definitely. Just kind of, you know, just kind of diversifying their portfolio of DC films. So yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah. I, I cannot say just from that first trailer. I just, I'm, I'm totally excited, and I hope it, I hope it lives up to, uh, you know, what we've seen in that trailer because, um, yeah, that just looks like one to really watch out for. I think that comes out uh, next uh, yeah, June, I believe. Yeah, June. June. Uh huh. Yeah, and that that one. As far like as far as all the the trailers that came out, that's the one that got me the most excited. So yeah, out of everything definitely. that came out, and there was a lot that came out, but that one, I don't know for whatever reason, I, I guess I didn't have a lot. Uh, I, I didn't know how it was gonna look, and I'm definitely a lot more intrigued to see it. And another, I guess another uh, another thing to note is, you know, they they probably are thinking that the Wonder Ma- Wonder Woman series is kind of gonna be like their like like as far as like marvels like their thor movies you know kind of the ones that you know their big ones are like superman and batman of course and right. one thing and one thing that's really interesting as you look at it is they have it has the exact same budget too like as thor did so it's going to oh, really? yeah 150 million so it's oh, going to wow. it's, it's going to be Wonder Woman? yeah so it's going to be interesting wow. to see you know cuz you, you kind of be able to correlate both movies into seeing like how they're going to you know work out towards the end and right. um but yeah, I just love the. Uh, I, I keep going back to the special effects, but the fight, the the um, you know, I just thought the action just looked so neat. It looked, it looked like at, of the period, and it looked yeah. like there was actually a lot of like practical effects. I mean, some of the yeah. stuff of her like skirting around the floors and stuff looked kind of strange, but but everything. Yeah. But uh, as far as like the oh, the cars and the tanks and the explosions and stuff look look great. Yeah, man, and uh, the lasso, her her magic lasso, yeah, all the yeah. the way they were incorporating it in the fight scenes we saw, yeah. and and then the incorporation, of course, of her sword and shield, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. I mean, I just think like, uh, you know, I, I I love superheroes of all different, you know, 
backgrounds and stuff. And I definitely think that, uh, um, you know, I, I really like that Hollywood is really trying to push, make a push for like strong female driven characters. Mm-hmm. And not just because I want to see them like get their due, but just because I think that they're an important part of like these, these, uh, these duo type team up movies. Like, um, I mean, you know, with Marvel, of course you have, uh, you have Black Widow played by Scarlett Johansson, who is an integral part of, uh, you know, of that whole universe and that team. Um, even though she doesn't have any superpowers, she's just really strong and, uh, really smart and just really like skilled assassin and a great fighter. Right. And I think it's just to bring that in. And I think DC um, is really taking that opportunity to really push that. And I'm, I'm just uh, really excited about it. I think it's going to be a fun movie, definitely a great summer blockbuster. And yeah, like we said, if just from what we've seen of the action, if it lives up to any, everything we've seen, man, I think it's yeah. going to be a fun one to watch out for. Yeah, definitely. And then, um, I guess that transitions well here to uh, the next one, which is uh, Justice League. Yeah, and, so uh, uh, what you yeah, think of that trailer? Yeah, I mean, just coming off of, you know, kind of the like the critical reception of um, Batman versus Superman, you know, a lot of people aren't, like, too excited, I guess, just because of the tone. But, I mean, there, there really isn't a lot to take away from it other than, you know, it, there's, there's some comedy in there. And, you know, you right. kind of get to see just kind of the characters and their elements, but it doesn't really give anything away. Yeah. So, I mean, I, well, guess I, I guess all I can really, like, comment on is, like, I thought, you know, everybody kind of looks the part. Um, the, uh, I don't know how you feel. I don't, it's weird because I'm trying to think of in, I mean, I only saw Batman versus Superman once, but now that I see, I'm trying to remember, I don't, I don't know if it actually shows the, the, him, uh, Batman in his suit in the light that much. In the and, trailer? Yeah, no, no. I mean, it, in the movie, like in the in the last movie, but in this uh, this one, it kind of shows it a little bit more, and it. Yeah. I don't know if I like it. I, it looks kind of like a, like it looks like it's like carved out of rock or something. Well, I think, um, recently, I mean, um, I know we were we were gonna do a show later on. I think that where we talk more about the DC universe and some of the upcoming movies, but uh, um, I, I recently had a chance to rewatch. Uh, the Batman vs. Superman Ultimate Edition, which we'll talk about later, but uh, I did have a chance to sift through some of the special features, and they had some interesting ones about the creation of the suits, and uh, I know that the, the the inspiration behind Batman's suit, uh, much like the movie in Batman vs. Superman, was heavily inspired by uh, Frank Miller's Batman uh, The Dark Knight Returns. Uh-huh. And, um, okay, that makes a lot of sense it, then. Yeah, and it was a neat direction, I think, like, kind of... Because they had never done that before. I, it's if, if you look at it close, it's not that it's made out of rock. It's just uh, they wanted to go back to kind of the comic book gray. Because mm-hmm. that's something that had never really been, um, uh, it had never really been explored in the live action movies. Yeah, because it's mostly been you know that black leather, you know. Yeah, black black so, rubber or rubber. Yeah. So I think it was an interesting take, and I think for the most part, I was pretty pleased. I mean, I. I don't know if I'd go as far as say it's my favorite. Probably not. But, I mean, I I like that they ventured to do something different that hadn't yeah. been done, actually. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, I definitely hope that they don't just recycle the suit for this new one. Of course, we see it in a very brief glimpse in the new trailer right. when he kind of drops from the ceiling. And then, of course, we see him, uh, a close-up of his face towards the end of the trailer, talking in his cowl. And, 
it doesn't look like a lot has changed, but I really hope that like he doesn't stay great forever. I do want to see them maybe uh, transition back to the black suit. Cause I mean, I don't know. That's just classic to me, but I definitely like the direction that they tried going uh-huh. with the gray suit. Cause it was, it was interesting, but I mean, just commenting on the trailer. Yeah. I mean, that was a big, uh, a big blow from Batman versus Superman was just how heavy handed it was with uh, the, you know, the tone being so, so, so dark. Mm-hmm. And, right. uh, and, you know, because it's like Batman's a dark character and he's always going to exist better in a dark world. But you can't really do that with Superman. And I kind of felt like they dragged Superman so far into Batman's world to try to make exactly. it so that they just they didn't balance out the two kind of dichotomies that make those characters what they are. But and I remember I that's I remember that's one thing we were talking about when we first heard about it. Yeah, we kind of wanted a Batman movie first, like Ben Affleck's Batman movie first before they did the the team up or the verses. Exactly. And I'm I'm really excited. That's what I'm really, really excited for is Ben Affleck's version, you know, because. Yeah, because I think he he wasn't really given. a. T- I mean, I don't want to say he wasn't given a ton of material, but because that's the whole reason. That's the whole reason he's doing this, you know, just so yeah. he just so he can do his own movie. So, I right. mean, you might have to wait a couple of years, but that one, that to me is just the most interesting idea. Because yeah, I, think, I well, think he's like a, an excellent director and especially, yeah. is he writing it? I bet, I imagine he is. I, I, I believe he's he's co-developing the story. I don't know if he's going to get writing credits, but I guarantee given you, his, his recent, like, with, um, uh, with Argo and some of his recent... Uh, collaborations i know he's been getting into writing like so much more oh yeah so i would be very surprised if he didn't get a writing credit to some degree definitely if, I, uh, when it I guarantee done. you that yeah the talks of that contract whenever they were building it out is he probably has free reign because i know they like to tighten the screw on a lot of the stories you know to, to yeah. get him to fit in and i bet you he's right. gonna have kind of free reign because he's yeah. saying that he wants like i mean this was news a long time ago he was saying he wanted like six or seven bad guys in it yeah, uh, like enemies and things like that. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, all, all the power to him. If he wants to do something like really outlandish, yeah. I, I'm fine with that. If he wants to take it into like a, a new direction, but yeah, putting him in the Superman world, you know, like we were saying, it, it you kind of have to see how it how the the battle works out, you know, and you know what it, seems like it could be ridiculous, it, it somewhat is for the most part. But I yeah. need to watch it again to really see. Uh, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. But, I think we're gonna I, try I, to watch. We're gonna try to watch more of that Ultimate Edition and maybe cover it uh, to kind of yeah, definitely let you guys know what we thought about like the added scenes and if it yeah. made the movie better. Oh yeah, but, definitely. We should definitely do a review over that. But basically, like commenting just back to the Justice League is yeah. I mean, that was a comment I had had in my mind from even before years, even before Justice League was even a thing about them making the movie before Batman vs Superman. And even before Man of Steel, when when I remember years ago when they were talking about, um, I think it was like in the, like sometime after Superman Returns came out, mm-hmm. um, that they were talking about doing, uh, there was a Justice League movie and there was even supposedly some people that had supposedly been chosen. Like I think Common had been chosen as uh, uh, Green Lantern and um, they had some other people picked out. I can't remember the exact casting, but... My challenge, I always thought in the back of my mind, is the thing that's going to be so hard to do is, uh, you know, with Marvel's Avengers, it seems like they come together so naturally because a lot of the, with the exception of maybe Thor, 
all of their characters are like more humanistic mm-hmm. and they at least were human and then got transformed by some accident or some mutation or what have you. And so they had that common ground. But in the DC's universe, if you look at the core of the, a lot of the Justice League members, uh, they're just like so superhuman and right. trying to bring a grounded story that a like a general audience can relate to especially like non-fans or fans that don't know much about it um that seems like such a challenge and i know it was a challenge for him and batman versus superman like we were bringing up uh with the tone and everything Mm -hmm. but i I mean i think they said it's going to be a lighter story and just from what we've seen like of course the trailer did not i mean i don't think we can read too far into it um a lot of people are like breaking it down to like ultimate you know giving these super detailed um spiels but i mean it's 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 very early on i mean they've just been filming it since april so i'm surprised they even had anything to show us mm-hmm. but um it definitely i mean by the music by kind of the introduction of flash uh the tone the way batman batman doesn't seem as pissed off as you know he was in the last one so i definitely think they're trying to lighten that up and definitely. hopefully that'll be their biggest challenge is kind of just balancing everything out with uh the different you know, the different personalities of your characters, because, I mean, you've got some intense characters like Batman and Cyborg and, uh, um, you know, Wonder Woman's a strong, uh, strong presence to the team. Of course, Superman, we have to wait and see right. uh, his resurrection back into play. But uh, it's it's interesting. I mean, I I just from what I just visually, I really liked Flash's suit and I thought Cyborg looked awesome. I don't know. Me too. What are your thoughts? Oh, I, yeah, I thought. I think Cyborg is actually my favorite part of the trailer, really. I mean, even though okay. he even though he didn't have any lines or anything that I can yeah, remember, well, but um, at the very end, yeah, he yeah he actually I thought he actually looked really awesome, and, yeah, and I think Momoa looks awesome too. I I can't wait to yeah. see him in the movie and to see his solo outing as Aquaman because I think uh, I was really skeptical when they first showed concept art before Batman vs Superman, but I think I'm really on board now with their version and i'm curious to see how it plays out yeah oh yeah it'll definitely it'll definitely be interesting to check out once we you know get a little bit more information on you know who the bad guys are and what they're fighting for and things like that and i and like how they come together and all the different you know movies that are coming gonna come out beforehand but uh right yeah so um i guess we'll move out move along to um do you want to cover like more of the comic book stuff first or do you want to go well, yeah, I mean, uh, there were some other big... I know uh, one big trailer, well, came out of Comic-Con that you were really... Uh, it's it's a movie that's very near and dear to you, is Triple uh, X, The Return of yeah, Xander King. That's exactly what I had written down next to go for. Uh, <laughs> so I'll let you kick that off. <laughs> okay. I know this this has been long gestating for a long time. Uh, uh, okay. Well, I'll let you talk. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so... So, okay, so just, okay, so the kind of like what we're going to talk about, I have kind of like the same thought as I do with King Arthur. And mm-hmm. the Triple X series, you know, when the, when those movies came out, you know, they they were coming around, out along the same lines as like, you know, your Fast and Furious, kind of you're just your popcorn movies. And yeah. I, I miss that stuff. So I, I'm, I'm like, I was, I'm totally on board for what they're doing yeah. here. Because, you know, you miss, you need the movies. Like, you need stuff like Expendables, even though Expendables has been really bad lately. You need movies like Expendables and Triple X and Fast and Furious yeah. and things like that to break it up. I mean, as ridiculous as it is, 
and you know it's always been a it's always been a franchise that's set out to do like kind of make a video game movie adaptation and i just think that they do the best like you know just like you can just tell that they're having a good time when they write stuff down i mean look I mean, the opening scene, he's like, you know, they're talking about we need a guy that can do things that other people can't do. And he's on darn skis going down the slopes. <laughs> and I'm like, no, let's be, I was like, other than no, let's be on skis, like going down like the desert or something. No, I thought like on dunes, sand dunes or something. Yeah, he's going down a mountain and it transitions into like a, yeah, like a forest area. And then, yeah. and, and then you're like, okay, you're thinking about it, You're like, okay, well, they're definitely like trying to sell the movie. But I was like, how it? How is this helpful? Like, what? What is he? How is this helpful to like breaking into somewhere? Or, and you know, and he's on that longboard and he's going through and he's like, you know, jumping on the sides of cars and like shooting people and like throwing them out of trucks and stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, it's, he, fun. it's he, he, fun stuff like that, you know. And, and you know, he has the, you know, he has the fur coat and all the tattoos and it's just, it's like your, it's kind of like you have your serious games like Metal Gear Solid and then you have your you know, other games like Just Cause, where it just, like, puts a smile on your yeah, face. And it's, it's just for real. fun. It's just yeah, for it's, fun. It's just, it's you just, know exactly which... They even... It's funny is because even in the trailer, they lay out exactly what you're going to get, like, guns, women, and uh, action. <laughs> they even exactly. say it in the trailer. So it's like, yeah. you know you know what you're going to get. And, I like, I'm super excited for it. I, 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 I Like I've said, I just love movies like that. But Yeah, did you ever even see the second one? <laughs> no. The they, State of the... No, I did not. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it's funny in that movie because, of course, um, I, I saw it. Um, of course, uh, Xander Cage was replaced by uh, uh, Ice Cube, and of course, that movie was very much the same, very over the top. Uh, but they even make reference that Xander Cage, uh, um, Vin Diesel's character, had died. So right. I'm curious to see how they're. I mean, of course, movies like that. I mean, yeah, it's the return of the cage. So. Yeah, you don't you don't necessarily go <laughs> to like to know. like a triple X movie with like, oh, we have to get uh, continuity in here. And I mean, I mean, it's like as thinly veiled as possible. But yeah, because no, I mean, I, I, I agree. I'm excited okay. for it. I mean, it's just like it's just I don't know. You just need a big, dumb action movie like that every once in a while. And I think it comes at a good time because uh I know, like, Vin Diesel's had such a resurgence in his career with the uh, popularity of the Fast and Furious movies, uh, just, just like, taking the world by storm. And yeah, all of his action got... stuff he said he'd never do, and he comes back, yeah. and look at him now. He's, like, one of oh, the, yeah. big, one of the biggest action back. stars. Yeah, um, supposedly, yeah, I mean, he's got that. Of course, he's got Fast and Furious 8 also coming out next year. Right. Um, and then, of course, uh, with his... Uh, involvement in Marvel with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, voicing yeah. Groot. Yep. So he's definitely a, a busy guy, and I think this movie will kind of um, fall into this. I know. I think it'll be like you know the kind of movie where uh, you know a lot of the followers of his you know films and action films will go to see it. But yeah, I mean, it's looks totally totally over the top, totally dumb. But I'm just totally yeah. awesome. excited. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm definitely on board. So uh, yeah. Um, okay, so did you did you happen to see the the Hacksaw Ridge trailer? Yeah, I did. Uh, that's the new movie uh, directed okay. by Mel Gibson. Yeah, and um, yeah, like I've liked, like I seriously have liked uh, the his movies he's directed. Um, 
Like, I didn't see Passion of the Christ, but Apocalypto was, I thought it was amazing. Like, I never I, saw Apocalypto, but it always was, like, one of those movies it. that really intrigued me. You, you, you like, have to see, to see it. it. Yeah, you, okay. you, it's like a month. Maybe, maybe when, um, the, maybe when, um, when Hackstar Ridge comes out, we can do, like, a Mel Gibson special. We can watch, yeah, you know, cool. his directed films. But, you know, of course, like, Braveheart. I love Braveheart, and, oh, uh, you got it, man. You have to see Apocalypto. It's amazing. And, um... But yeah, did I, Mel Gibson direct Maverick, or he was just in Maverick? No, he was just in it. Okay. No, I don't. I, I, I don't think so. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, yeah, he's been even though he, you know, in the media and whatnot, and his personal life, he's gone kind of nuts. He 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 has a really good creative visual eye, and yeah. and well, he's I think a talented director. He's a talented director. Yeah, he and, can make a really good solid film. Yeah, and and above all else, I think he's a good actor. I mean, whether you know, we don't really get to see what he's like. You know, you hear all the stories off screen, but you know, I loved him in like Lethal Weapon, and you know, he's oh, yeah. he's good in like any role. Like where he's usually where either where he's getting getting tortured, he always plays like a really good tortured character for whatever reason. You know? Yeah, and I, I loved I, his performance in uh, Conspiracy Theory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Love he, that. He's real versatile, kind of like uh, like a Christian Bale, you know. They can kind of yeah. do anything, and so yeah, and I, I didn't know, like I didn't know the the story, you know. So when it started, you know, you, you kind of get that sense of you know it's just kind of another war movie. But you know, I love war movies so much, so I was like on oh, yeah. board from the get go. But then when you find out it's like Andrew Garfield's story about not like using any weapons in war, I was like that that's really interesting. Yeah, and supposedly that's that's based on a true story about. Um, uh the he, he uh Andrew Garfield's character was uh in real life supposedly the first uh uh soldier to ever be awarded the highest uh medal of valor or honor uh for in never using a gun right and that that's so interesting i think yeah that's such a neat thing and um yeah i mean just from the visuals that we've seen in the trailer i'm really excited for it and uh just kind of going back to mel gibson yeah i mean with with all of his kind of recent fallouts, and I mean, I don't know, this could be like the perfect thing to kind of get uh, him back into the spotlight. Yeah, yeah, get him back into kind of, you know, have a resurgence in his career, and hopefully, maybe get him back into the, you know, making some, uh, you know, just making more movies. Because I mean, we definitely like seeing him. Uh-huh. Like you said, I, I think he's outside of his personal life. I mean, I think he's a talented actor. Um, uh, I mean, I enjoyed his performance in uh, Expendables Three. Um, yeah. So I don't know. And, I mean, yeah, we definitely I just watched see it. the other. Actually, another one I forgot to put down. I actually watched The Patriot the other day. You know, it's oh, been, great. It, it had been a while, and yeah, man, he he is amazing in that. Yeah, yeah. and remember um, what was the other one he did? Uh, the other war movie. Oh, We Were Soldiers is amazing. We oh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, that was a that's an amazing war movie as well. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. And Andrew Garfield looks like he does an amazing job because he. Yeah. It seems like he's kind of, you know, kind of fell off after Spider-Man. But I'm glad to see that he's in a like a big budget movie. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um. But yeah. I, oh, I'm I'm really excited about that. And then. Um, Did you have a chance to see uh, the Kong Skull Island trailer? Oh yeah. Let's talk about that because I know we brought it up in one of our last shows about uh, um, kind of the uh, resurgence, legendaries, kind of rebooting the king kong franchise with this film and you know hopefully uh well like what did you think of the trailer first of all okay uh okay so i guess i'll just say what worries me kind of first off and i'll say like what's good 
like what worries me kind of is just the tone of it. It just seems like you know you have uh, Samuel, you have Samuel Jackson, to, <laughs> Again. you know, at the beginning, like doing his thing, and you're like, okay, well, usually, you know, you do, do I take this seriously or, or not? And then you have um, um, what's his name uh, from Roseanne? Uh, oh, uh, John Goodman. Yeah, you have John Goodman, and you know he's <laughs> he's known for more of his comedic stuff too. And you're like, uh, you know, you're kind of thinking, you're like, well, he's he's kind of the one that's kind of laying out the story. And then they, you know, they're talking about, you know, that he's seen monsters on an island. And I guess what the story is, is they're going to either try to capture him or they're trying to go document it. And, yeah. uh, you know, they go over there. And the first thing I, the first thing you notice is just the uh, handprint on the side of the mountain. And you, you see, you can, like, from there, you can just tell the scale of, of yeah. the song, of, like, how big he is. Yeah, so, and you're yeah, like, like, what do you it, think of the size factor? Because they... They definitely, the filmmaker said, this is going to be the largest on-screen version that we've yeah. ever had of King Kong. So how, do, how does that sit with you? Okay, so, yeah, so that, that was another thing I was going to say about what bothered, it worries me, is if he's that big, you know, usually in the Kong movies, you know, the way they take him down is they'll, you know, they either use guns, you know, they shot him off the Empire State Building or, they, or they're able right. to tie him up. Uh-huh. I don't see... Other than, you know, pulling, like, a Jurassic Park 3 or something, I don't see how they're going, like, in using, like, another animal or something that takes him down. Yeah. And, like, being able to control it or something. That's the only thing I can see, like, how they're able to, like, combat it. Because, you know, it shows them shooting guns and stuff out of it. That's, you know, of course, that's going to do nothing. So I'm wondering what they're going to anger to be able to fight Kong. And, you know, I guess that segues right into the other news about supposedly them trying to make a Godzilla, you know, versus... Uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, so apparently, like legendary, um, uh, of course, makers of a lot of, uh, they like to make a lot of these uh, uh, creature movies, and of course, um, they were behind um, the the most recent Godzilla reboot, which, um, you know, which I think we were more or less thought was a decent movie. I mean, uh, there was definitely a lot of things that could have been better, but I mean, I think they nailed the look of Godzilla as far as bringing him back into the fold. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, they were behind that. They were behind Pacific Rim too, and uh, yeah, and now they're behind this Kong Skull Island, and uh, which comes out next year, I think next March. Mm-hmm. And, and then and like Jurassic believe, World too. So yeah, exactly. And I, I believe the plan is to uh, yeah, so they want to make this Kong Skull Island. Hopefully, it's a success and stands on its own. And then I think by like 2018 or something or 2019 is when they hope to roll out the next standalone Godzilla movie. And then the plan I think is to uh, maybe by I think 2019 or 2020 get them into a movie together whether it's a versus movie type scenario or they're just you know in the same movie like battling along each side each other we don't really know I mean it's still so early but yeah I think that's the general plan and I think that's the reason for them uh, making Kong so big mm-hmm. so yeah I mean I, I'm I'm kind of like so I'm kind of a little skeptical of like yeah what what's it gonna take the take him down are Uh they gonna take him down um that's kind of that's kind of the draw you know yeah but it also can create like some interesting like creative things because like uh peter jackson of course with his uh was it 2005 king Mm -hmm. kong movie of course he kind of went the fantastical route but i know he stayed pretty true to the uh um the original material with size and everything and then like him getting captured and kind of made like a like um like a uh like a stage act, uh-huh. like, uh, you know, so, I mean, it was like a commentary on that. And, uh, 
I don't think we're going to get that with this. We're going to get more of like a savage beast. Like you don't mess with this guy. And I think it'll create a lot of different challenges. And for, you know, for trying to bring him back into the fold, I think it'll be interesting for moviegoers because they're a, I don't think they're going to be like watching the same exact movie. It's like telling you from the get go, this is going to be a different version. So, right. Um, yeah. And I mean, it's and, be interesting. And you know, it's, it's, it's being directed by Jordan Voigt Roberts, and he hasn't really done anything. So, but I mean, from what okay. we've, but from I mean, just like you're saying, like what we've seen on screen, it looks like there's going to be some mystery. There's definitely going to be comedy in there with, with uh, Samuel Jackson, of course. And then, uh, I think I guess the the main thing that kind of stuck out for me is uh, it looked like a lot of like the setup shots were really cool. Like you know mm-hmm. them standing in that desert. And, uh, yeah. you know, just it looked like it looked like they're going hopefully they're kind of going to go for like style over substance. Whereas, like you were saying, the Peter Jackson yeah. one was like exactly the opposite. So they, yeah. they're going to want to go more for like like Class of the Titans than like like John Carter or something. They're going to want to go more for like, you know, just something that's more action oriented and that's going to draw people in. And I, I'm fine with that. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, like it, the mummy or something, you know. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, like we like, hopefully, it's just a, a good story, mm-hmm. and it looks like it has a really uh, capable cast. I mean, with Tom Hiddleston, oh uh, yeah, yeah, you know, take the lead role, and then I believe Brie Larson. Yep. Um, you know, and then you already mentioned John Goodman, uh, um, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, just to name a few. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, it definitely is. I think one to watch out for. I think that one's coming uh, March of 2017. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's gonna be cool. And then um, so, what, one other one, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you had watched the trailer for it. Did you did you see the trailer for that Project Avalanche? Uh, no, I hadn't had a chance to watch that one it, yet. It, uh, it released like a couple, I guess like a couple days back, and uh, I think it, it, I think you'll really like enjoy it. it it's 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 like a um, it's based off uh, like it's kind of like an alternate history, like you know that's kind of big now. You know they have that that Amazon show, that Man in the High Castle, where um, you know, it's like, what if Nazi Germany won the war? And, you know, it's it's just a series set up. And I haven't watched it myself, but I've heard it, you know, it got really good reviews. And yeah. so it's basically the same thing. It's basically um, uh, an alternate reality. Like if what would happen if we didn't land on the moon and they actually uh-huh. made a move? They made the movie. You know, the conspiracy is that we never went to the moon and they just, you know, had right, pictures. Right. And so it's like oh, you get to see the process of them. So it looks like, from judging from the trailer, it looks like it's just the process of them like getting with Kubrick and like figuring out like how they're gonna how they're gonna make like space look real. And so they're like they're like you know like one of the lines is like Kubrick made space fake. It's like let's go ahead and try to make that look real, you know. And right. so uh, you know it's just them like going through and like editing, and it shows them like setting up all the props and getting all the actors and like the right sections and getting the. Because, um, you know, there's all like conspiracy, like people have like pictures of visors on the moon and you can see like a boom mic and stuff like that. You know, it's oh, okay. like absolutely ridiculous. If you ever looked into the conspiracy stuff, uh, yeah. you know, it, it just looks like it's fine. Like and it looks like there's a little bit of action in there, I guess, probably towards the end when they start finding out about it. And uh, that I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. It looks like it's going to be pretty neat. So that was one of the one of the other ones that looked pretty neat. But uh um, what about, um, did you have a chance to see uh, this new King Arthur trailer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about that because I know it's uh, being directed by uh, Guy Ritchie, and I know you're uh, 
You're a pretty big fan of Guy Ritchie films, huh? Yeah, I'm a big fan. I, I know I know a lot of people, like, if you look at reviews and stuff of his other, like, you know, like, of the Sherlock Holmes movies and Snatch and things like that, and even, even like, Man from U.N.C.L.E., like, you, a lot of people don't like him just because he's, like we were saying earlier, he's kind of like, like, style over substance. And, like, kind of what we were saying with the Triple X, I think you need, you need stuff like that. Like, I... I think that he is style over substance in a way, you know, as far as but like I don't think that's I don't think that's like a fair assessment of all of his films. I mean, I guess it's one it's one way to kind of put it, but I mean, like some of those movies are just like everyone's going to have their own opinion, but I mean, the style is a big aspect of him, but I still think he makes really entertaining movies. Yeah, definitely. He well, he, knows, maybe not he knows how to one. He's like he's like um he he's somebody who has like re, has like a really good visual eye. He sets up scenes really well, but he does it in a way where it's 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 things you haven't seen before. So like his action sequences, like you can tell he puts a lot of care into them, kind of like the Wachowskis do with the Matrix. Like you know, it's like something brand new, you know, that they that you may have may not haven't seen, but he like takes it to like the extreme, and it's kind of like similar. He's he's similar to Zack Snyder. I think Zack Snyder goes a little bit more off off the rocker, you know. Like, if you look at, like, films like, you know, where he's given, like, free reign with, like, Sucker Punch, I mean, there's, like, just, like, apps, like, you know, it's kind of like a kid in the candy store. And, Mm -hmm. but he's able to, like, draw in, like, really good performances and, like, you know, with, like, Man Man from Uncle and uh, Sherlock Holmes, those movies are are great, I think. You know, they, he tries, like, new tech, he tries to, you know, bring in, um, you know, some really interesting aspects of the action and, um, and as far as the, the, um, the King Arthur movie, I think it looks great. Like, it, yeah, it, it, it has, you know, it has like all those sensibilities that you look for in an action movie, but it's more like, you know, like you see like something like similar, like Prince of Persia or, um, you know, like Clash of the Titans or um, any of the like Pompeii, any of those sort of movies that are kind of similar, you know, like yeah. the Three Musketeers, you know, it, like Paul W. Sanderson's version. It's, you, you see those films and you can kind of see like, oh, you know, you can kind of get a feel of what you're going in for, but you know there's not going to be there's not going to be anything like creative, you know, like like other than maybe like using some you know new camera or something. It he seems to like he always has like a like a really cool visual eye, and he always like sets up his action sequences really well. And I, that's why like I, I I praise him so much that I mean I know like I was saying a lot of people don't like him, but the, this this movie in particular I think it it looks really good. You know, it, it looks like you're going to get your action, but there's going to be more to it. There's going to be more of a visual, visual style to it. Yeah. But like, what hopefully, it, and hopefully the, um, I mean, it looks like it, it has Charlie Hunnam from, uh, you know, uh, sons of anarchy and Pacific rim fame. So I think he'll definitely bring a kind of a spark to the cast. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it looks like it has a good visual style and it's another, um, another one to watch out for. I think coming early next year, like in February or March, so yeah, definitely. Yeah. And do we know? I guess do we know like the? I guess he didn't write it, did he? Oh no, I guess he helped write it. Did he? Huh? Oh, and it's a hundred million. Okay, so, so pretty, pretty, pretty uh, decent sized budget for that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty good budget. Yeah. And um, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited for that. And let's see, what do we have? Why don't why- why don't we talk about some of these, uh, uh, and we don't have to spend a ton of time, but I know one of the big things that we also got out of Comic-Con 
a lot more of the superhero related stuff. Uh, the the Netflix announcements, all the announcements and the trailers. Yeah, maybe let's like break that down real quick. Yeah, so I mean, you know, you know me, like I'm big, I'm big on the Marvel shows, like yeah. on Netflix. Uh, like, I I think Daredevil is like not only one of the best superhero shows, but I mean, it has it it has like complex characters, and I think you know it's it's up there even like better than a lot of the movies that come out, and uh, like and, and especially like the action and uh, um, the different directing styles of, like between each episodes, I really enjoy. Right. So you know, definitely with season three being announced, I'm definitely um, excited about that, and uh, and then you were saying Jessica Jones two got or season two got announced. Yeah, so they announced that one like uh, last year, I believe. Okay. Uh, towards the tail end of last year. I must have the missed only that. problem is, so so we got trailers for um, pretty much all the new stuff. Of course, uh, Luke Cage is the next show premiering. Um, who everyone knows that saw Jessica Jones. Um, he is. Uh, he, he was he was he was part of her show. Of course, the plan was always for him to get his own show because he is one of the original or one of the members of the Defenders, which is the upcoming show we'll talk about in a second. But his is the next show premiering, uh, I believe, September 30th on Netflix. And then. Uh, oh, really? It's course, that soon? Wow. Oh yeah, it's just right around the corner. Okay. Yeah, a couple nice. Months. Yeah, and then um, we don't know the premiere date for Iron Fist, but it is uh, it is next year. And if I had to guess, I'd imagine it's going to be early. Like I'd say probably by March or April, mm-hmm. because um, that he's the fourth character. I mean, of course, um, you've already had two seasons of Daredevil, one season of Jessica Jones. Um, Luke Cage will be coming in September, and then Iron Fist uh, should be. It's already been filming. We did get a little bit of a teaser trailer, but it really didn't give too much away, just to kind of uh, allude to things to come and kind of show. Uh, you know, just some of the origins of the character and what we can kind of look for. But um, definitely, definitely, I mean, if, if if it's kind of following the same trend that a lot of these characters... I know Jessica Jones was a little drier and uh, a little harder to follow, but, you know, still kind of interesting yeah. uh, character in her own right. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean, if it's if it's done by the same people, I mean, I, I expect big things from both Luke Cage and that show. And then, mm-hmm. of course, we got just a very little brief uh, glimpse of the Defenders, which, of course, is kind of the team-up uh, show that they've been building t- towards since the beginning of all these shows started, um, which is being filmed right now. Uh, and that should also be coming in 2017, they confirmed, though we don't have a release date. Though if I had to speculate, I'd say somewhere between maybe late summer, early fall. Mm-hmm. For that, um, but yeah, I mean, they—it's awesome. They—they they confirmed. Uh, oh, and um, the biggest news, by far, their uh, Punisher gets his own TV show supposedly. Yes. Oh. I cannot. You know, it's like, wait for that. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. I mean, back to what you were saying. I, I can't. I can't say enough good things about um, uh, Punish. I mean, the Daredevil show is just such a great. Uh, just a great great take on a character i mean like so many times with movies with shows you don't always get these i don't know i mean you have everyone from movie executives to comic writers to you know writers for the show producers actors and they all have their different ideas and then you've got your fan base which they have their expectations of what they want to see and i know like a lot of times it's a balancing act and you try to you know, you try to please everyone. You want to have, like, the big action moments. You want to have 
the cool suits and the superpowers and everything. But at the end of the day, I think what has always made these movies successful, all these superhero movies, is um, the quality of stories you tell and the time you take to develop the characters and everything. I mean, look at, um, you know, like a lot of Christopher Nolan's take on Batman. I mean, it was far from the norm, but man, I mean, like, there's, you know, you'd be hard-pressed to find a Batman fan out there or just a superhero fan that didn't have good things to say or, you know, or like these early you know, Marvel films where they just took these grounded characters like Iron Man and stuff and like really fleshed them out. Right. And uh, in Daredevil, the first season was very it was kind of very slow to get into it. I'd say um, it was entertaining from the get go, but it really took three or four episodes to really kind of build into what they were trying to do. But I think the payoff was great because they assembled a great cast of characters and uh, kind of, you know, just take a real low key character and a low key kind of story but just focus on uh, good acting, good storytelling. Uh-huh. And then, uh, and they did a great job with uh, bringing in Vincent D'Onofrio as a uh, Kingpin. <laughs> He's amazing. They did a fantastic job. Probably the best. Uh, well, I mean, I think it's only the second live action version we've seen after uh, Michael Clark Duncan. He is um, the, he is the quintessential, like, like meanest villain. Like I've yeah. ever seen like on screen as far as, yeah, I yeah. Mean, you just have, that and that, that like you were saying, that's what makes that show so fantastic. Is you have, I mean, what's not to like about Daredevil? You know, he helps. Oh yeah. He, he he's he had to overcome like bullying when he was little. Then he had to overcome a disability. You know, his whole life. Then he got into school. You know, made something of himself. And then he goes, yeah. And then he goes back to the place he started in just to just to help people. And he and he doesn't really he doesn't charge anybody. I, that's yeah, like the running joke of every season is that you know people just pay him in food. You know, they think yeah. <laughs> they think like, oh, I can't give you anything, but you know, you you look like you're starving and things like that. So you know, here here's your food and things like that. And they 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 ride that line, unlike any any movie I've ever seen, like or, or show, like as far as superhero goes. Like they ride that line as far as the 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 superhero stuff where he goes out, you know, and you know, you have to have like the action sequences and stuff. But you know, they have like such interesting characters. So, you know, you have yeah, like with Kingpin. I mean, he. Like Kingpin is like such a deep character, and like they're yeah. able to flesh that out. Then they bring well, in and, and especially in, in Daredevil, like that's deeper than we've ever seen in any yeah. kind of live action. Yeah, exactly. Like I mean, I know they have the time to do it, you know, but you know, you, you gotta you gotta get the right cast of people, you know, and writing to be able to pull that off. And yeah, um, you know, just it's just like every single episode. I was, I mean, it's just a show where you're just completely sucked into it. And, yeah, and it's and just hard not to like the guy, you know, because there's some things, you know, people may or may not like with Batman, you know, because he, you know, when he's Bruce Wayne, he has kind of like the ego and he kind of has to go out and, you know, showcase his money and, you know, kind of, you know, to, to, to keep his secret identity under wraps. Whereas, you know, Daredevil, he, he, nobody knows who he is. Nobody cares who he is, you know, just based on his location. But, yeah, yeah. it's like you give it you give his location and he has and then especially like all the things that they revealed in season two about his past. It just. It's so oh, yeah. so awesome and yeah, and then if, it, it, yeah, and if they didn't do like I mean they did such a great job with season one, it was kind of lower scale, and then they just totally amp it up in mm-hmm. season two. They bring in John Bernthal as uh, the Punisher, who <laughs> I, I know I know I pretty much stand like I'm pretty sure you're on the same footing, but I mean I think he is just about the most amazing rendition live action rendition and, and you know me I, I, gave, I gave the guy a lot of uh, crap from walking dead because i didn't like him 
Like yeah. I, I, I didn't think he was that great in there. And yeah. man, it just what a what a huge like three sixty. I mean that guy. I mean some of the some of those uh, those sequences where you know with him and Daredevil, you know where they're they're kind of just hashing it out for like ten minutes straight. You know they're just yeah. they have these extended sequences. Oh man, that that scene! I think it's like from one of the earlier episodes in season two where they're on a rooftop talking to each other, and they really just get inside each other's heads, and it gives like it's amazing, you know, because they're they're, they're they misunderstand each other. I think they both want justice, huh? but they have very different ways of going about it. And uh, and God, both of them are right. Both of them are right. Yeah, and, and, it's just and, and it's how it's, they go about it, and it's so cool because you can't even see Daredevil's eyes, but you know what's going on through his head when he talks about. He's like, you know, and Frank Castle's like, you know that we put this guy, you know, put this guy into jail. He's going to be out in a month killing people on the streets again, and right. and you know, and then it shows Daredevil, and you kind of get you you can already infer what he's thinking. Like, you know, you're right, but that's just not. He's kind of battling yeah. with himself because he doesn't answer yeah. right away, like Batman would say, like, oh, well, you're you're just a crook or something. You know, you go punch him or something. You know. It's not, you know, he knows that they're, they're, the justice system has, you know, its its limitations, and and you, you just you know. feel like he's he's taking on the world like like himself, and um, it's just unlike anything that I've seen, even with like Spider Man, and you know, I know it's a completely different dynamic, but uh, you, yeah. you know that that's what I guess just 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 makes me like you know like want to see more with that character is so interesting, but yeah, yeah, I guess I mean, back, he's back just to, taking. He, Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, he's just taken that character and just man with the writers, what they've the material they've written and his performance, man, is just one of the coolest additions and one of my probably my favorite um, uh, actors portrayal of Punisher that we've seen. Definitely. And then if that's not enough, they amp it up with uh, bringing in Elektra, adding yeah. a whole other dynamic to uh, um, to Daredevil's uh, backstory. So. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, you, you throw all that together, you know, compiled with just great storytelling. And, man, I just – I cannot wait for um, season three of Daredevil. I can't wait for uh, – they did confirm because of the popularity uh-huh. of uh, John Burnfall's uh, Punisher that we're going to get the the uh, live – the uh, his own spinoff show, Netflix yeah, show. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine. Like, that's going to be – that's gonna be like a, a death with show, you know, <laughs> like a, a <laughs> classic like Charles watch. Bronson. Yeah, Charles Bronson. He's just going on like a killing spree. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah. It's but probably gonna be really dark, but it's gonna be interesting. The only one downside is I think we might be waiting a while because uh, Marvel did did kind of um, they did kind of say, well, by the way, you know, Luke Cage, of course, is already uh, you know is already on the way. It's pretty much done. Uh-huh. Um, they're still filming uh, uh, Iron Fist and Defenders, and those are their priorities right now. So I don't think, because I know, like, because all these shows, uh, they all uh, intermingle with each other, and a lot of the characters cross over. Um, scheduling is kind of tough right now, and I know with them trying to get Iron Fist and Defenders finished, I don't even think they've started on. Uh, I could be wrong, but I don't think they've even started on season two of Jessica Jones. Uh, of course, they probably are just in the early writing phases of a. Uh, daredevil season three because it right. just got uh green lit and then um the punisher i know i know i'm sure it's in the development phases i'm sure they already have scripts written but it's just a matter of finding the time to do it so uh-huh. that's i guess our only downside is just the wait we might have to wait it might be till uh mid to late next year before we get uh 
you know, these other three great shows. You know, and that, it's, it's fine because it gives them time to uh, hash out a lot of the characters that they brought in, you know, like is like remember like Carrie Ann Moss's character, like from yes. Devil to uh, Jessica Jones. They'll, uh-huh. they'll be able to flesh her out. I like her character a lot. And so, yeah, and I know I know that Netflix said that their ultimate goal, of course, things started off slow because they had to start with the one show, which was Daredevil. And they had to, like, you know, wait to see if it was going to be a success before. Um, and it was going to take some time. But I think now that they have all this stuff in the pipeline, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to just be getting like one or two shows a year. I mean, it's probably going to be like three and maybe four seasons a year. I mean, I'm just speculating. That's not something Marvel said. But yeah, I mean, they said you're definitely going to hopefully have a lot less downtime between these seasons so that uh, you'll have no shortage of things to watch. And then, of course, uh, you know, waiting to see how the Defenders plays out, how they all come together. But I mean, just, I don't know, just seeing all these announcements out of uh, Comic-Con, just really cool stuff. I know. Yeah, it gets you um, excited. Yeah, I know. I know, like, they recently announced Ghost Rider. Uh, is going to appear on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. pretty excited about that ever since Marvel got the Ghost Rider license uh, back from, uh, was it 20th Century Fox? Uh-huh, yep. So, um, yeah, that'll be that'll be neat to see. I mean, uh, um, they have an interesting kind of dynamic with that show. I know it's not the most well-received show, but it definitely has... I, I, I hadn't completely finished season three, but it definitely has some some neat story arcs that I think are worth uh, watching if uh, fans give it a chance. I mean, it, it definitely has some low moments too. I'm not going to, maybe I'm not going to lie, but yeah, maybe I could, uh, since I haven't watched, I've tried watching it twice, but maybe I could do like a, or like one time just to get caught up. Yeah. I could like start watching like two or three episodes a week and then kind of give them like an update or something of like how it's going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. So but, yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm super excited, and uh, I guess did you mention yeah you mentioned Defenders and Iron Fist and yeah um, yeah it's just gonna be there's so many awesome shows coming out as far yeah. as Netflix goes it's gonna be exciting. Marvel, Marvel finally announced uh, uh, casting Brie Larson as Miss Marvel. What what are your yeah. thoughts on that? Yeah, pretty big announcement. Yeah, that, that's that's huge because I know they've been throwing around a couple ideas for and uh, I mean the only really you know I, of course I don't really read the comics all that much and don't really know the backstory of other than, you know, what we've seen like on the, uh, that Avengers TV show. And, uh, so I don't really know a lot about her backstory, so it should be interesting, you know, to kind of see what they do with the character. But I mean, as far as the look goes and everything, yeah, that it's actually, you know, something I didn't see coming. So, yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I, I'm not like a, a expert, but I know they're going with the Carol Danvers version of Miss Marvel, which is, uh, which is predominantly the character we've seen portrayed um, heavily in the comics and the recent Marvel Avengers cartoons and mm-hmm. whatnot. But right. I think it's neat picking Brie Larson. I mean, I think um, she's kind of an up-and-coming actress, and um, I think she's she's I think she's the right person. I mean, I think she's talented. I think she's the right kind of person to cast for this role because I know before there was some rumors of uh, like Angelina Jolie supposedly. Yeah. Was, was in the running. Um, I know even Ronda Rousey. Um, oh, gosh. And, uh, that would never you know, I, mean, I, I have nothing against Angelina Jolie. I mean, in her own right, I think she's great mm-hmm. uh, in the right kind of role. But, I mean... Uh, she seems like she's kind of moved on to doing yeah, I mean, more, she's, more serious stuff and directing and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I think she's kind of like at a point in her career where... And it would have been way too it expensive. Would, it wouldn't make sense. I think she would be too expensive. I think like she probably wouldn't... Expensive. 
<laughs> I mean, I think it's better getting a young, hungry actress that exactly. like is wants to be a part of this and kind of grow with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, Angelina Jolie, even though I think she could bring something to it, I think she's like, uh, you know, I don't know. I think the kind of actress where she might do one or two movies and then she's kind of like done with it, you know, because yeah. she's already pretty much done, I think, a lot of things that she's wanted to do with her career. And I know she's wanting to get into directing more. Yeah, definitely. They were even bringing her in as a possibility to direct. But anyway, I mean, I know, uh, um, of course, with that role with Miss Marvel, I mean, you know, you want to cast someone that looks the part. But I think, uh, I, I don't know, I think Brie Larson yeah. will bring a good energy to the character. And yeah, yeah really definitely. See, um, you know, more hearing more on that and kind of seeing how they uh, integrate her into the uh, the uh, supposedly upcoming Avengers movie. And then, and of course, her own. Standalone yeah. movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. And and I guess uh, moving along to the next one. So I know, I know you're a big fan of twi- twists and movies. And so yeah. we've got the master of horror coming out with a new film, uh, M Night Shyamalan. That you know that just <laughs> <laughs> premiered. You know his, uh, yes. his his new trailer called Split that came out this week. Yeah, and, I actually uh, just the theaters and yeah. So. You want you want to you want to take the lead here? I guess so. So um, yeah, and you know, I, I we should propose that I should propose this to win this. I don't know when this comes out, but probably like October. Or so I'm not sure, but uh, we should we should do a Shyamalan like premium episode where we count down <laughs> we count down like we watch all of his films leading up to this and like do review. That would be amazing. Because you, you get to see, like, you know, you get to go through the good and the bad. And, like, I've seen, I've seen, I, I can say I've seen all of his movies. You know, I guess it's just something, it's just something, you know, I guess, well, well, horror in general, I see, like, every horror movie pretty much as far as, like, the big ones go. And then, you know, the ones that are getting a lot of praise, it's just my favorite genre, but that and sci-fi. But, um, okay, so what I'll say is... Like when I was watching when I was watching the trailer, so it's just all you can really tell is James McAvoy somehow like kidnaps these three teenage girls and like takes them to a basement. You don't know why, and for whatever reason, he has like this split personality disorder where he becomes like twenty five different people in the course of the movie, yeah. <laughs> and then the last his last form or whatever is called, I think they said it was what it was it called like the Beast or something, and that's the one where he like goes on a rampage or something like that, yeah. and. So you're just watching this. You're like you, you just seen this a, like a million times. So like the the setup is what I would have done is I wouldn't have shown the psycho the the psychopath setup. And so they were doing one of two things. They're either setting up the psychopath thing with all these different forms, and then you know that's going to be the twist. Like there was never any forms, and there was never he was never changing his personality, or you know that's going to be the twist. Yeah. You know because you're already because rarely do you ever have a horror movie that comes out and they tell you exactly what the bad guy's intentions are. Not that they like tell you what he's going to do with the girls, but to where they, they tell you the process of like what's going on. They never do that. You know, you, you just kind of go in, you see like an on, ominous character and you kind of just go with it, you know, like with a conjuring right. and things like, you know, there's a ghost involved and with Annabelle, you know, there's a doll, but you don't know the backstory or as they already give you this. Right. So, you know, going into it, I was just, I was just like shaking my head. I was like, you know, of course, the pers- the performances might be good, but I'm just trying to think here. I'm like, well, what 
I was like, well, you know, with his movies, you're always thinking about what the twist might be. And with this yeah. one, you're just like, <laughs> you just like, you can come to like all these different conclusions. So it's just going to be uh, trying to figure it out the, the throughout the whole entire movie, like what's going on. And I just think right. it looks ridiculous. Like it just looks like you've seen it a million times. Yeah. And that, I mean. You no, know, well, you know, God, God bless M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> you know, I think, you know, the guy. For, for all the flack that that guy gets, you know, I like that he still, you know, he still tries to, I don't know, he, he tries new ideas and he tries to, you know, I know he's always big on, you know, I think he likes to, I think he's done like what, one or two adapted stories, but most of it's stuff that he writes original, right. like original stories. Right. And I know back when he got his start, of course, you know, the first several movies he came out with were pretty decent movies and pretty well received for their time yeah and i enjoyed them too yeah like yeah i did too. like signs and breakable in the village I, signs. I i liked all three of those yeah i mean and, and i even think uh the sixth sense was really good for its time of course yeah everyone six. knows it's, it's like the whole citizen kane rosebud thing yeah, i mean everyone yeah. knows the twist and but so it's kind of gotten played out but see i think that's his thing is he's i don't think he's evolved enough over his the course of his filmmaking i mean He's got a good visual style when he when he gets into his uh, when he comes up with a creative idea. It's just I think he's relied so much on that that twist or that yeah. that revelation as a crutch for all of his filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it works in the right kind of story, but I think he tries to do it with like every single film, right? And it just gets played out. And I mean, he's not a bad filmmaker. He just needs to. I think he just needs to diversify himself and. Yeah. yeah, I mean, seeing this movie, I mean, it looks absolutely ridiculous, and I can't say that like it's something that I wouldn't go see because I mean, there's intru- I mean, there's parts about it that kind of yeah. I mean, I have to see it just because it's Sean. I mean, it's one of those things where you've seen every Friday the Thirteenth, so you have to see the next one, or you know, right, right. Like, I have I to mean, see I, it, but yeah, I, I'll go see it. I mean, I think he's, uh, you know, he's good like, at. What... Oh, good. Sorry. No, no. I mean, yeah. I mean, like he's. I think he's. He's got a good style all his own. I mean, when you see a Shyamalan movie, um, which I think is a credit to his name, but I mean, yeah, I mean, lately he has just made some bad ones, yeah. hasn't he? I mean, oh yeah, like his, his, I, I think the best thing, the best thing about Shyamalan, I think his greatest gift is one telling good stories. Or, or I mean, like, like he's good at telling a story. Yeah, he's but, good at coming he's up also, with ideas. Yeah, and for he's a also story. yeah, and he's also good at getting per. Well, I don't know this to be true, but I'm just saying what we've seen. He's really good at getting great performances out of characters, like you know, within within Signs and The Village yeah. and right. um, Sixth Sense, and uh, you know, I mean, After Earth was terrible, but at least you know the acting wasn't too bad, you know. So, yeah. and then, but you know, and even with his last movie, The Visit, like I thought, you can see the you can see the twist coming from a mile away. I, I mean, just right out of the gate, you can see the twist coming. So that with that with that not being a factor, you know, anymore. Like as you're watching it, you right. can kind of just fall into the characters. And I guess I think that's what he was trying to go for. I mean, I know a lot of people ripped the movie. I didn't. I didn't hate it. Like it's no After Earth and it's no Lady in the Water, but it it yeah. he 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 he's able to get like some decent performances and he's able to get some decent scares out of it. And yeah. He doesn't, man. God bless the man. He he sticks he sticks to his 
style and will not let up. Yeah. Like, like, and that, and that, you know, that's, I, I kind of, I, I can respect, I that, can respect but... that because there's so many directors, like, especially like with John, John Lee and Eddie doing Annabelle, they just, they just, you know, they just strive off that jump scare. It's like, you, you just, you just, okay, well, here's a horror movie. Here's some jump scares. And then, you know, you've yeah. got, you've got it, you know. Come on, we got to quit being so hard on Leonetti. That guy's just lucky to get work. <laughs> yeah, but the I guy's, mean, the guy is, come on, the guy is like no talent. Oh, I'm not defending him, but I mean, <laughs> I just think it's amazing that in 2016, that guy's getting work. Yeah, we're still talking about the guy. But, but he's just, yeah, but he's no, just riding mean, off the coattails of. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, Shyamalan, like I said, I think he sticks to his. To what what he does best, but um, but it is yeah, hard. I, you you got to admit though, it is in this climate, especially with horror. I mean, it's really hard to come up with an original idea. You know, yeah, just there's, there's so many like most of all like you know just like with the witch and you know just movies that came out this year like the Hallow, like those movies like and even that Stranger Things show that came out on Netflix. It's they're more homages and they're more kind of pandering to a certain audience. But, you know, it's hard. Not only is it hard to make an original story, but it's probably also hard to get money to make it, you know? Because, I mean, the only reason James Wan's doing these Conjuring movies is because they're, you know, they're like the number one, or the, um, uh, what's the Insidious? You know, all those movies, they're, they make so much money because they're so cheap right. to make. And, yeah. and that, that's the entire reason that they're getting greenlit. They're not getting greenlit because of the reviews, you know? Right. So, you know, it's just whatever gets people in the theaters. And, um, sure. and so, I mean, yeah, he's had his flops and I, uh, I mean, I, I didn't, I, even with, um, with, it's not Dragon Ball, uh, Avatar. Uh -huh. I, I liked it. I, I liked it. I didn't. I oh, didn't, that's right. He did uh, Last Airbender, didn't yeah, he? I didn't, I liked it. I didn't, I, I didn't have a problem with that it. One. I, you know, the, it got slammed. Oh, and, and better for it, the happening it should have, should get slammed. That movie was terrible, but uh, weren't they running around? Weren't they running from trees? Yeah, and air. Air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That movie yeah. was absolutely ridiculous. But um, he's had he's had his his good movies, like you know, Unbreakable and Signs. I think here's two best, and yeah. you know, but we should definitely do. I mean, it's a ton of movies to watch, but maybe we could do like a pick of. You know, yeah, we could narrow it down. Maybe do like a top five. Yeah, top maybe five. we'll. It'd be fun. Uh, yeah, I think I think that'd be fun. Yeah, so definitely have to get that together. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, do you have do you have anything else on? Uh, no, I think that pretty much covers it. Um, oh, I know a trailer. I, I don't want to spend too much time, but just bring it up. Mm -hmm. um, I recently had a chance to watch a trailer for Angel uh, for Inferno. Oh yeah, which, too. of course. Yeah, did you have a chance to see that yeah. one? Uh huh. That's um, of course yeah, the uh, the third movie in the whole Da Vinci Code and Angels and Demons saga, mm -hmm. um, largely centered around uh, um, the Dante's Inferno, um, right? Uh, kind of legacy and um, yeah, I mean it looks interesting. I mean it's it's uh, it's you know being brought to us by of course Tom Hanks is returning, uh -huh. uh, Ron Howard's returning to direct. Uh -huh. um, I don't know. I mean like I. I, I, I actually have never seen Angels and Demons, but I did uh -huh. see um, uh, lots of, you know, the Da Vinci Code. And I don't know. I just like movies like that, like conspiracy yeah, type movies where, yeah. you know, they're looking for clues. I know, I know they're kind of cheesy, but the the uh, National Treasure movies with yeah. Nicolas Cage. Yeah, National Treasure, um, The Mummy. 
Uh, I mean, they're gone. Yeah, they're fun, fun little like adventure movies, and um, I don't know. This one, of course, looks like um, you know has like a seemingly kind of darker tone, but yeah, um, kind of looks like you know in line with the last couple movies. And I think that one comes out in November. I recently saw the trailer, and uh-huh. uh, I don't know. I'm pretty excited for that one. Yeah, me too. And you know what it reminded me of right off the bat is. Um, I don't really remember a lot from the originals just because it's been so long since I've seen them. Uh-huh. But this movie in particular reminded me of um, who's the guy, who's the director that did uh, um, Donnie Darko and uh, uh, I forget his name. Uh, is it Christopher? Uh, I forget his name. But he did uh, uh, he did the box. Did you ever see the box with Cameron Diaz? No, I didn't and, see that one. And uh, what's his name? Cyclops from X Men. James Marston? Yeah, James Marston. No, yeah. I never saw that one. Yeah, that one that one was based off uh, um, like an old, uh, what's his name, uh, that Matheson. He did uh, like I Am Legend and he did uh, Omega Man, so the old book. Oh, okay. Know? And uh, yeah. it was a short story he had done. And, you know, it, it's exactly the same thing. Like, well, not the exact same thing, but it has like the same idea where there's a box that's delivered to Cameron Diaz. And they say they'll give you, you know, a ton of money. If you press the button, they'll give you a ton of money, but just know somebody will die on the other end. So it's just like the conundrum of do they press it? And that's what it kind of reminded me of because at the very beginning of the trailer, you know, they're given that choice where, right. you know, what is it, 100,000 people will die um, uh-huh. right away or in five years, everybody will be wiped out. So it's kind of gives you it, it's going to be kind of that ominous thing that goes throughout the whole movie. And it's really terrifying, like just just to think about, you know. Like you, you have the power in your hands to, to either press this button. You don't know if it's a hoax or whatever. And I'm sure it's something similar in the movie, but I, I never read the book. But um, you know that that's an interesting concept because you know usually you're fighting against somebody, and and you know like you have a bad guy you're fighting against, and that just it just th- those types of stories are, are just really interesting. Like yeah. those po- po- it could turn into some kind of like post-apocalyptic movie. I'm not sure, yeah. but. But yeah, that 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 could be interesting. I'm excited about it though. In Ron Howard's directing it too. Yeah, he I is. saw I saw his name on there. I just I wasn't sure if he was directing it. Yeah, uh, I believe I believe kinda he came, is. Yeah, and it kind of came, came out, out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. Did um, did you have anything else on there? I. Uh, not really. I mean, that that's um, uh, only other thing I just wanted to bring up real briefly is uh. I know one of the last superhero-related things they brought out of Comic-Con is uh, this picture of uh, apparently Supergirl. Yeah. Coming back from season two, they're going to debut uh, Superman on the show, um, who is, I guess he's being played by Tyler Hecklin. I hope I'm not butchering his mm-hmm. name. Um, I think he's from uh, Teen Wolf fame, um, <laughs> which I never had a chance to see that. And uh, yeah, let's let's comment on that. I mean, first of all, I don't think like it's it's a TV show production, so I don't expect to be as critical of a suit uh, as right. say like you know if they're doing a big large scale movie. Right. So I actually don't. I mean, I thought Supergirl they did a pretty good. Uh, you know, she looks great. Yeah, I think uh, her costume they did a great job. Kind of combines the the kind of a modern twist on you know the old traditional elements i know they're lighting they're trying to stay with the darker tones and kind of the burgundy kind of cape that's been a staple in a lot of the movies and i mean the suit wise for superman i don't know it looks 
It looks okay to me, but it looks it looks God. fine. It's just <laughs> it just does not. It looks like like they pulled some, you know. And I, this is no knock against him. I'm just going just purely so off the look and not his acting ability. But God, this Tyler Hecklin guy, he just looks like he came out of like a like a three days grace emo yeah. uh, concert or something. I mean, he just does not look like a Superman. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to watch the show and maybe, maybe uh, we'll have to see his performance. Maybe it'll change. He does, yeah. He doesn't have, he doesn't have like the, those chiseled features, I guess you'd say of the face. <laughs> oh, no. you know? like, yeah, you know, he's very, most Supermans do like, you can kind of just yeah. see your picture and you can tell like, Oh yeah, that'd be pretty good. You know? But the, yeah, it's like you were saying. This guy looks like he should be like on a late show, like a host on a late show or something. Yeah, I mean, he just looks too thin. Like I don't expect a guy to be like, like all buff or something, like The Rock or something. But I mean, I mean, even if they just faked it and just had like fake muscles or something, yeah. I don't know. He's, we gotta, he just doesn't look like a menacing. I mean, like I, I probably would have been better if they would have done like, uh, like more of a Superboy rendition. Yeah, um, I gotta close but, up. I'm like looking at this guy's picture. I gotta close it. It just makes me laugh. <laughs> That's the poor guy. I mean, he probably is a good actor, but it just yeah. when you see that picture, it just makes you laugh. Yeah, so I don't know. I, it's, I, I don't see that it's the costume. The costume looks like it's like pulled too far down his like back. I don't, like it's like a it's like one of those V cut shirts, you know, where it kind of has like yeah. a opening on the sides. It just looks weird. Yeah, but, just his but whole, the style you know, looks like, fine, just, but. He just doesn't seem like he has, like, a chiseled jaw or... I don't know. I mean, I guess they're going with, like, maybe a young Superman kind of deal, which, yes. which I mean, I, I, you know, can't knock him for that. But I don't but, know. Just, but just going off our, my first reaction, it just does not look like Superman to now me. Now that I think about it, though, who who does the Supergirl show? Is that WB? Well, it started off as CBS uh, for its first season. So it's on CBS? Well, it, it was uh, CBS did the first season, and from what I understand, it was pretty uh, it was pretty successful. But the show was also co-run by Greg Berlanti, who also does uh, all the other hit sh- uh, superhero shows Arrow. on uh, CW. He does Arrow, uh-huh. he does uh, uh, Flash, and then uh, he also does Legends. Uh, well, I I think he's like a co-producer, or executive producer for uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Okay. So, because of the success of Supergirl, I guess um, I haven't had a chance to see a whole lot of it, but I definitely am interested uh-huh. um, in getting into that because I'm definitely. Uh, I saw the some first of the story episode. arcs. Yeah, some of the story arcs they've talked about, I'm I'm kind of interested, and I don't mind. It seems like it's a little lighter hearted than you know Arrow and like Legends of Tomorrow That's kind fine, of. Yeah. Kind of dark. There's and nothing it, wrong it, with that, and it if, should if, be. I mean, it's called Supergirl, so. Yeah, if it's like we say about Batman versus Superman, if every superhero they're show has in, like a dark tone, yeah, then everything's just gonna be like, then what's they're, the point? You know, I mean, all these superheroes exist. They have different personalities, different motives. So I mean, it would wouldn't make sense to make every single show like right. dark, and somber. But they're I'm definitely, interested to see that. Yeah, they're definitely going for a certain audience. They're just. They're, yeah. they're, they're trying to get in, you know, like the, the CW crowd in there, you know, like the yeah. people that like Teen Wolf and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think the show is a success. But I think CBS, because of the budgetary reasons, uh, I think it was a little too hard for them to keep on their schedule. Plus, I don't think it got quite the ratings that they were hoping for. Huh? So because Greg Berlanti is a showrunner and he's so involved, I think they were able to uh, buy it out and uh, see it's actually going to be 
on CW next year for season two. And um, I would suspect for the rest of the show's uh, um, show run, whatever it ends mm-hmm. up being. So hopefully it ends up being a success for him. I mean, because I am interested to see where they go. And I think the CW is a good network with all their other uh, already established and successful series like Arrow and Flash. Right. And um, just the fact that now you'll have four shows on CW uh, with Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be a neat dynamic how they're all going to cross over with each other. I know there was already a crossover episode, which I was really eager to see. Um, just hadn't gotten to it yet. The uh, the Flash right. showed up. Cool. So that's, that's neat. I mean, the, the crossover episodes are great. Uh, I've been a big fan of those on arrow and flash and um i don't know i just i hope it works out for them yeah uh, but uh yeah and i know that uh they're, they've they've introduced some really neat story arcs that they're gonna discuss or they're gonna explore uh with season three of uh flash talking about the flashpoint uh story arc paradox, that you right. know, we saw in the comics and in uh, the flashpoint par- paradox uh, dc animated movie right uh, and then i think they're gonna bring in like the justice society of america um, I think Legends of Tomorrow is talking about doing uh, their own version of the uh, uh, Legion of Doom. Uh-huh. A lot of interesting stuff uh, passing around. I think it's going to be an exciting season for all. Oh yeah, definitely. Just don't know how I feel about yeah, that, the, that main guy. We'll have to see how it all plays out. Maybe, right. Maybe he'll maybe he'll uh, <laughs> he'll uh, make a believer out of us. Who knows? Yeah, definitely. And so, okay, so now that we're finished with the news, do you want to go ahead and get into the reviews for yeah, this week? Yeah, let's get into these movie reviews because we have a decent amount. Okay. To cover. Yeah, and a lot of these, like I, like I said, I've seen like you know a week or so ago. So they they I'll kind of just pile through some of them just because I don't remember a lot. But um, yeah, so I guess the first one that we've the, we'll go through like the first couple that we both seen, and then we'll kind of break off and just do separate ones. So the the first one is uh, the third movie in the uh, Divergent series. And uh, it's called uh, Allegiant. And um, so uh, so I guess my main, just my main thoughts on it. Um, I thought it's definitely the, uh, my least favorite, I guess, of the, of the, of the series. It, um, I thought that the story was pretty muddy, like all the way through. And, you know, just like a lot of those uh, books, you know, they get kind of split up into two parts. You know, they can kind of stretch things a little thin here and there, you know. The Hobbit was like, you know, the last, that battle of the five armies was, you know, yeah, kind of vic- vic- victim to that, you know, where, right. you know, it's, you know, pretty much just leading up to the, the last battle scene and there, you know, there's an hour and 40 minutes before it. So, you know, and, and but, but this one in particular kind of um, just some things that popped up to me that were, that were really like eye opening were um, they, they, they were, they let, they make a, that, that Shailen Woodley do a lot of the heavy lifting in this one, as far as the story goes. And there, yeah. there's like a lot of sequences where she, her, and uh, Jeff Daniels' character are talking, and uh, it's man, I don't, I don't know what it was. It, it, I don't know if it was just the the quick cuts or whatever, but you know, it just, it just didn't feel like sincere at all. It felt like they were doing like these one, <laughs> these quick cuts, and you know, they were just running with whatever. You know, it's it pretty much, I guess, what I'm saying is, it felt really rushed, like, yeah, like, and and it was just so insincere, like. It's almost like they were reading off lines, and um, so there was that. I the uh, special effects definitely took a big hit. Big hit. I mean, I didn't look up to see if they had changed um, um, studios for that, but I mean, just you know, just the rovers you, um, coming like. You know, there's this one sequence where they're you know they're running through the Mar- the the Mars 
uh, section, you know, or not Mars, right. but it's kind of like those little dunes that, and whatnot. Like the Badlands. Like, yeah, yeah, the Badlands. There's like rovers going around and there's like a bunch of different like slow-mo techniques and things like that they do with the camera. And man, it's just the special effects are like like obviously rushed and and, yeah. and lead and very bad. Like nothing that I that because you know I mean the train sequence in the second one I thought was great. Um, yeah. I don't remember them having a big problem with just uh, uh, overuse of green screen. And this one, it seems like that entire um, 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 section in the middle, you know, where they get to like the Jeff Daniels little tower there. Yeah. Seems like, like man, white. it just seems like the like everything like I was saying is like everything was really rushed and the special effects were yeah. just off and um, and another thing is the uh, the directing I think it was a it was a different director this time around yeah and uh, the directing felt very uh, you know let's just get it done like you know there weren't there yeah. weren't anything creative with the camera going along um, and for the dialogue and for the story that you're given. It, it just doesn't it, it for the extent, especially for the extended sequences where the characters are talking to each other, there's no weight to it. So it doesn't seem like it's moving the story along. And I don't know if this is true with the books. Maybe it is, but I love like the thing I like about the first two is it's just kind of, you know, like an adventure pretty much, you know, they're, they're running from something or, you know, you're right. learning, you're learning more about the characters. You're learning more about the different factions. You're learning more about the cities and, you know, what, what kind of is, like, the powers that are kind of overtaking, you know, the different factions. And in this one, you don't learn anything new. It's just, it's just kind of, like, straight as an arrow, so. Yeah, it's kind of like, a, like, they largely stay in place for the same movie. Yeah. I mean, they do, they do discover that, uh, I don't know, that, that cloaking field right outside that city that they're being contained in, mm-hmm. that they get to at the end of the, they, they move beyond, uh. Well, I, at the beginning, I mean, it starts off kind of uh, um, interestingly. I know they're they're trying to finally escape sh- Chicago, right? And they do. They, there's a there's a pretty um, a pretty amped up sequence of them get scaling the wall, and then once they leave the wall, they uh, uh, they're they're eventually captured and brought to the city, and then told that you know the Chicago is just an experiment, uh, like a social experiment, and um, you know, and then they're they're brought into this uh, this utopian type of uh, society. Well, the bottom part is kind of uh, uh, the utopian parts, really at the top for like the elites, like Jeff Daniels' character. Right. Uh-huh. But um, and then you're kind of given more of the lore. But yeah, I agree. I mean, I think the problem with these movies is I think the material it's based on um, had some really interesting ideas. But like like you brought up, a lot of times. What happens with these films is that uh, they try to they try to squeeze too much out of them. I mean, uh-huh. movie companies I understand want to make money, but you know, I believe the book was only a three book series. Yet they wanted to make four films and split the last the third book into two films. Well, I think ultimately that probably is going to end up being this series undoing because uh, I know we're already hearing rumors uh, recently. Um, that they're not, they might not even do a fourth movie now. Right, it's just going to be a Gators. TV show. Yeah, they cut the budget and that it's they're going to try to make it a TV movie and that it's going to try to segue into uh, a, a TV series that they're trying to pitch, but uh-huh. <coughs> supposedly they don't have the funding yet. Right. And uh, supposedly it's in the final negotiations, but I heard, I had read that Shailene Woodley was uh, not too pleased with, the, you know, that the fourth uh movie not being a film so now she's it sounds like she's kind of you know 
not not too sure about it. I mean, she yeah. supports the series, but I don't think she wanted to see it go out like that. And I know I'm really bummed at that. Yeah, it was just. It was, yeah, it was just. It was. Yeah, it was just disappointing. It 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 didn't feel like any of the other movies. There was no camaraderie. They split all the characters up, and yeah. you know, I mean, if that's part of the book, I guess you know they sh- they probably should have gone in there, and who knows what kind of deal they had with the yeah. writer, but. They, they should have gone in there and, and kind of written around that. It it does kind of seem like a, uh, you know, just like a when can I have it uh, type, yeah, you know, it, just it, a, a, a thrown together. Like, especially since the first two were, you know, really good, you know, like fun yeah, movies, you know? Yeah, they were. I mean, like, uh, I mean, they were, they were complete movies. Like, they were, mm-hmm. like you said, I mean, uh, they had they had really interesting uh, story dynamics in the what they were talking about, about segregating societies, you kind of get like uh, similar themes explored in other, uh, you know, series like the hunger games and mm-hmm. stuff. And I thought it was a really interesting, like kind of topic to make a movie around. And then, uh, this world they were in, like they kept expanding it mm-hmm. and, uh, like the conspiracy kept going deeper. But I mean, each movie, uh, you felt like they were like journeying from point A to point B. So it was like a good adventure story. Um, right. there was like a definite starting place and an ending place. Um, and, and, in 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 like going back to what you said about the third one, which I totally agree, it was lacking on like a lot of action. I'm not saying you have to like, like totally like fill the story with tons of action to make up for a lack of right uh, story. But I mean, there you was, you gotta like, have it, you gotta have it one way or the other, either, yeah, well, either you're you moving the story balance. along, you know, you gotta have that balance and they just didn't have that. And, the first two movies had a good balance of story and action and characterization. And, uh, um, there really wasn't any really huge set piece moments in the yeah, third one. Cause I mean, like you, you, you mentioned the train sequence and, and the first one, and then you had the big, uh, building collapsing. And then you had all the stuff when Tris was going through those trials with the, uh, um, you know, kind of like inside of her mind when they had her in that chamber. Right. So, I mean, I think, I think they, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's the the thing is they've kind of like you said rushed these movies along, yeah. Because they had been coming out every year consecutively, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. It seems like the first two were developed really well, but I don't know. I think I think I, I read something that the the director dropped off uh, after the second one because it was just too hard to keep up with the scheduling right. because they had to keep getting these out. I think every like, every March. year. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it takes a toll, and um, it definitely showed in this. This third movie, I definitely think it's the weakest in the bunch. Um, yeah, you'll you'll definitely well, yeah you'll definitely yeah it, you'll definitely see if you if you if you've seen the first two and you enjoyed them and you watch this third one, I mean you'll definitely see you know just just kind of the drama kind of sucked out. It gets more into the politics, but the politics don't mean anything. And, and the, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, they don't mean anything. And then when at the end, when you figure out what's going on, it's just it's just kind of thrown in your face and then, you know, it just kind of comes to an end. And, you know, I know they were going to have another movie, but you know, they, they got to give you something to chew on, you know? Yeah. I I kind of feel like they, 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 they did a disservice to the third one by breaking it into two, because I feel like you only got like half a movie basically. Yeah. Cause you, and I know, you know, Oh, so sorry. That's good. Because you, because you know so much about the characters back, like, well, actually you don't really know that much, but, you know, the, the setups between, you know, the main backbone of especially like the first one is, you know, the backstories of, uh, of you know, the parents, you know, both for Therese and the four or whatever. So, you know, and, and they you would think they would expand on that and they do slightly in this one. But, you know, you got to build you got to build the character 
and build the story and as at the same time and you know kind of bring the characters together and you know you know have them interact and but in this one it just they it, it just it, it's just kind of streamlined and like I was saying it's kind of like a when can I have it quick little uh, I was just I, I was like really really disappointed because I was excited for it because I had fun with yeah, the first two too. so I, I did too and I and I I really hope that I, I hope Lionsgate and the studios can somehow work out a deal to uh, to get the fourth movie made but yeah I mean I know it's all it's you know money money is the big thing so I, I don't know yeah. if that'll happen I guess we'll have to wait and see but yeah you know I uh, definitely for the fans sake I would like to see the story finished and finished in a in a proper manner uh, uh-huh. like a film mm-hmm. um, I mean I you know even though like I said if you're a fan of the first two I'd I'd I mean, I'd still probably recommend seeing it, but just know that it's uh, it's not going to be what you've gotten before. Yeah, I mean, the Die Hard. Yeah, it's disappointing. I mean, yeah. the Die Hard fans will find uh, a decent amount, I'm sure, to enjoy, but just the uh, yeah, just the lack of content and overall tone, and um, you know the, you know, it just felt like the the story was stretched really thin, uh, right. like there wasn't enough to cover in the movie, and. Uh, yeah, and now we don't even know if a fourth one's going to be made. So, yep. kind of a, kind of a upsetting series of events. But um, uh-huh. what what would you like, give? That's what I was going to say. I know, I know you, it's been a while since you've seen it. I don't know if you rated it already, but uh, I'm kind of battling a two or a two point five, somewhere around there. Yeah. I'd probably think... give it a heavy a heavy two, like not quite two point yeah. five, but yeah. You know, if I, I, had, if I had to rate it, I'll, I'll go ahead. And, I'll go ahead and round up. I'll say two point five. I think. I think that's my initial uh, gut feeling. I, I saw it earlier in the year when it released, uh-huh. and I think I gave it. Uh, I think I gave it a two point five. That's um, where I'm at too. That, I think I'd stand by that. I mean, I think it. It wasn't a horrible movie, but it was. Um, it could have been so much better. And uh-huh. like I said, um, you know, if you're a hardcore fan. And you definitely like the first two, probably check it out. But if you're uh, just a casual moviegoer, um, there's probably other better stuff out there that you could probably see. But uh, yeah, you know, it definitely it definitely isn't something you'd want to watch if you haven't seen the first two because it oh, hinges oh, definitely. It yeah. hinges heavily on that. If you're like a newcomer coming into it, I don't recommend. <laughs> no, definitely not. Without seeing the first two, so yeah, definitely not. Like, uh, but uh, yeah, so I guess uh, transitioning to the next one, I'm I like like speaking of like style over substance. I guess we'll next we'll talk about Hardcore Henry. And, okay. Uh, you know th- this film, I guess it's part. I, I mean, I'd say it's like part exploitation. It's part black comedy. It's part like a genre film. It's got like all sorts of like you know things put in, in into what kind of one bag and like a shake and bake bag and, and you know kind of thrown on the screen. But yeah. I mean, for for I mean, for what the movie is, you know, it's mainly just a, a, a sci-fi POV action film, you know, and, and you know, from start to finish, you know, you're you're promised action, you're definitely given action. So I mean, right. what, what what did you what did you think overall? Well, I mean, I, I thought I was totally stoked for it, and uh, again, mm-hmm. I saw it in the theaters when it came out. Yeah. I think it was um, it's one of those movies where it's. Uh, it's never really been done before. I mean, no one's ever gone and made like a first-person movie. Of course, first-person v- video games are all the rage, um, right? With a lot of gamers and online gamers, and uh, and it's a really neat concept. And from the trailer, when they first pitched it, I mean, I was like, wow, like no one's ever done this. This is this is really interesting. I mean, it 
I thought it was it's going to be like a film where I was like, this is going to open a lot of doors because, of course, we did get <laughs> the one quick little uh, scene in Doom. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. The original Doom uh, movie adaptation <laughs> from, from uh, with the, the, with the uh, rock? talented Dwayne uh, the Rock Johnson, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and uh, Carl Urban were uh, great, which film. was actually a neat, a really neat <laughs> scene. It was probably one of the best scenes in the movie. I don't know, like the first person scene from yeah, Doom. yeah. I mean, yeah. he, he, it, it harkened back to the the game. So yeah, yeah. So um, no, I mean, with Hardcore Henry, I thought it was an awesome concept. I think it's one of those things where on paper it like seemed like a fantastic idea and uh and i give these guys like all the credit for for really seeing the idea through uh but for me i think like it was kind of one of those things where it was better on paper like i think there was a lot to like about the film mm-hmm. and um i did i i didn't i didn't i mean i enjoyed the film for what it was but the fact that uh they 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 stuck true to their guns of making it a first person movie they never ever like once you're in the once you see Henry from the very get go, um, yeah, they never the break gimmick. from yeah. his his POV. So I mean, it can get really disorienting sometimes. I mean, when he's like tumbling, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you, I mean, I, and I give those filmmakers like the cameraman, they captured it perfectly with the GoPro cameras. Uh-huh. I mean, all the punches when he gets thrown back and the flips and and they're all done by real real stuntmen. If you see some of the behind the scenes. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, every scene, everything is done supposedly in camera. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it's. I. I mean, I have a lot of great things to say. I mean, it. It. Um. I think for me, it kind of lost a little bit of its focus in the middle because it had a uh, kind of some slower parts. But I mean, I really like the spirit of the film. I mean, I liked. I liked what they were trying to achieve, and I think that they ultimately set out what they tried to achieve. I just think, in my opinion, the the end product just needed. I don't know, it just needed a little bit more umph, a little bit more, um, you know, a little bit more to it. But, I mean, what, what, what was your thoughts? What did you what'd you think about it? Yeah, so, um, yeah, so I, I, I'm kind of on the same, I, I'm kind of on the fence, too. Like, I enjoyed it. I love I love the action. Um, you know, straight away, you know, you're kind of thrown into this. Uh, it's probably one of the best renditions, I'd say, of a video game adaptation. Like, if you were to do... You know, like a video yeah, game as far to as screen, like as far as like yeah, like a POV style, and um, sure. you know, and everything as far as the action and and what I what I really um, what I can say is like I really enjoyed was um, it's just it's zany, like it has it really has that international flair to it. So moreover yeah. from you know moreover from kind of what we were just talking about just with the you know the setup action sequences, the POV stuff, you know, all that's really good. But you know, you get that weird like international like dark humor and. You know, it's kind of like when you're, you, you know, you see, um, like going back to like horror movies, like you see like American style horror and, you know, it's kind of, you know, you have, you know, you have all the, the staples, you know, like of, uh, like as far as like the gore goes or, you know, the story, but then you have like the international horror and like, they'll take it like a step further. Like they'll take, they'll do like things that you wouldn't normally think to do, like with the camera or like adding in like some crazy story elements or or giving it like yeah. some kind of weird like dreamlike sequence or adding in black comedy and that's what I, that's the whole feeling it got throughout the whole movie because there are these like really awkward scenes where you you can tell it's just they'll have like some big action sequence and then they'll bring in all the black comedy and you know it's kind of off-putting but it, it's it's something i kind of enjoy like like you know um like especially with uh 
you know, you kind of get that Shaun of the Dead, like attack the block kind of right, right. humor kind of in there. Like a, uh, like a, yeah, exactly. It has it's that. A, it, yeah, it, it has satirical it, quality, but it's done in like a tone where it's like it's kind of meant to be serious, but not really. Not really. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's just pure. Like you can tell the guys are just like, OK, we're just going to we're just going to lay it all out. You know, it's just we're just going to have tons of fun. And you know, right. just kind of try to do something different, and you know, yeah, and they, they run like with I, they run with that throughout the whole thing, you know. And they're they're supernatural, like we were saying, like there's supernatural yeah, elements, there's like there's, stuff. There's, there's like some ridiculously like like ridiculous gore scenes in there. There's like parts where he's like scaling buildings and jumping off of yeah, helicopters like par- and yeah, like the parkour <laughs> stuff, yeah, shooting just... rocket launchers. It really reminds me. It has that indie spirit, you know. It has that that Absolutely. you know, like like yeah. man, like. Like kind of those those indie movies that have come out like recently that have been kind of big hits like that Turbo Kid and uh, like Manborg and all those like it has that real like indie feel to it. And, or yeah, like, and like, I, like, I, like I Kung Fury. I think it really the reminds movie. me of Kung Fury too. Yeah, and I think that was the part of the movie that I really I really enjoyed about it is like I think it really conveyed that spirit, and I think that's kind of what uplifted me to like the movie more. Was what that, about the uh, dance number? <laughs> that's what i'm talking yeah. about zany stuff you're just like what yeah is this? yeah yeah i mean it was it was different you know uh but you know i guess that was all part of the package you know i mean uh kind of like you said keeping with that indie spirit um was neat and like uh, that you'll love the dance number in ghostbusters <laughs> we'll just leave it at that <laughs> yeah. i've yet to see that one but yeah. uh definitely no i mean the uh and man, I, if if I say nothing else about Hardcore Henry, and you know, without giving any spoilers away, uh-huh. um, if if I can tell you to see it for no other reason, you have to see it for the the ending. Yeah, the last fight sequence just Definitely. unreal. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I mean, just what 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 the guy goes through and mm-hmm. the whole fight sequence and the way it was shot. I mean, that is like the shining crown jewel of the crown movie. Jewel. I mean, right. I don't know what did you think. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. It's hard to talk about, but uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it just ends. It, it's it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely has like an ending that you will not. Um, you won't forget. <laughs> you won't forget exactly. <laughs> but you, yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. I guess yeah. So you're saying it kind of you know sticks with the gimmick throughout, and I, I enjoyed it. So what would you what would you give it? I I'd probably give it a. Um, Three out of five is what I give it. Yeah, I I I'd agree with that. That's I'd what give I it gave it. Out of five, I think it, it it definitely could have been better, but I mean, I think it delivered on what it set out to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's the kind of movie, like you said, that's going to appeal to everyone. Um, if you're fans of films, kind of like that we've kind of talked about, some of those names we've thrown out, um, I think you'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a fan of action movies, you'll you'll definitely enjoy it. And like I said, if you've if you're a fan of first-person shooters, you may just uh, video games. You may just want to go see it because uh, of how true it stays to uh, the whole style of that. And uh, I mean, it does it masterfully. Yeah, um, definitely. It's just it can get dis- for the type of people that are like real photo sensitive to movements and stuff. It might be kind of hard because it there's a lot of jerks, a lot of um, like we said, it never leaves the yeah. uh, Henry's uh, point of view perspective. So. When he gets knocked around or he's jumping on buildings, I mean, you're never leaving that perspective. Yeah, so that, it kind of gives you. It gives you that kind of like that battle, like Battle L.A. Kind of gives you that exactly. weird. Yeah, and, yeah. It, and it was a little disorienting. I mean, I I knew it going in, 
Me too. And it was a little disorienting for me, but I mean, you you kind of get used to it. But it can be it can be a challenge for some people. So I'd say if you think you're sensitive to that, you might want to pass Definitely. it. But if you're a fan of you know first person uh, video games, action movies, um, and you you just dug the trailer, then Mm-hmm. Um, I think you, you would enjoy Hardcore Henry, so definitely. maybe check it out. Yeah, you definitely. So uh, I guess uh, moving on to the next one, um, it's been a while since I've seen it, but uh, what do you think of uh, Zootopia? Yeah, so um, this one came out earlier in the year. I know you and I both both recently had a chance to watch it. Um, mm-hmm. I was, I don't know, like, I guess my whole thing is... Uh, the movie that Zootopia ended up being mm-hmm. is so different from what I thought from the trailer. Of course, I didn't I didn't do a lot of extensive research. I just saw the initial teaser trailer, uh-huh. and uh, it just seemed like a. From what I gathered from the trailer, like it showed a lot of these different like uh, characters uh, from all different backgrounds. You know, you had like a mongoose, and you had like a cheetah, and a fox, and uh-huh. uh, elephant, and all these other people. You know, and there was cops and. Yeah, all these people living. I just thought it was like in a zoo setting, and they all had like jobs and stuff. And me too. Uh-huh. Um, no, it turns out to be you know Zootopia is actually like this uh, this huge uh, you know sprawling like metropolis of a uh, um, uh, you know of a of a world. I mean, with all these different sectors, very beautifully realized. I thought the 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 uh, the overall design. Uh, you know, of the city uh-huh. of Zootopia, and the concepts behind it is just fantastic. But uh-huh. um, I was really surprised at like the the tone of the film. Yeah, uh, I, like so. What wait before like I I kind of give my thoughts too. Like what? So what? Like what would you say? Like what's your overall like? Did you like it or not like it? I I thought it was okay. Um, okay, because I think a lot of it was made up in the end. I think I, I enjoyed it more towards the end, but I just really like I I'll, I mean I'll, I'll reveal in a minute things I didn't like, but uh-huh. um, I just thought it, that the man like the tone of the movie for uh-huh. being a kids movie uh-huh. was really heavy handed. Yeah. And, uh, okay. So we're 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 exactly on the same page, and I didn't. Oh, okay. See, I didn't See, know. I yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know how you were gonna. That's why like all this time I've been like wanting to see what you what you thought of it. Because yeah. the consensus of the movie is like it's like this five star masterpiece. Yeah, and, like uh, it and when I was the same way when I when I was watching it, I was like, you know, I was the same way. I thought it was gonna be your normal movie, but it's man. I mean, how much do they have to kick that uh, Judy's like? How how far do they have to kick her personality into the dirt? You know? Yeah, and like I didn't understand like. I, like to me, it wasn't enjoyable just because they're like crushing her gene. They're like crushing her dreams throughout the entire movie, and they yeah. they stick with that. And I guess it's kind of like a um, see. When I thought it was going to be, is I thought it was going to be kind of like a you know, or it, I guess it ends up being kind of like a race thing and like a society type thing. Yeah. But I, I did like you were saying, like heavy handed. I thought it was going to be you know where you always have the turn of the character. You know where. You know the the Jason Bateman's, you know the fox or whatever, you know that yeah. that's with her. You figure, you know, there's going to be some turn where they, you know, start liking each other or whatever. And it, that never really happens. It's like especially like you know towards the third act, you know, when when um, yeah. there's like something major that happens where um, you know it's kind of a society race type thing, you know, that has those undertones. And it, and it just and it just it kind of takes you from being like kind of on the fence, like man, this is really like like like. Um, negative in a way and then it brings it out even lower and i'm sitting there i'm like i'm like man i was like i don't 
was like, I don't know what to think about this. I was like, I wonder what, you know, I was, I was thinking to myself, I was like, I wonder what other people think about this because it's just, it's so um, negative. Like everything yeah, about it is so it's, negative. It's, I, one comment I think I can say too is um, I'm normally a huge fan of Jason Bateman and uh, most of his performances. I loved him in uh, um, Arrested Development and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the films he's done. Switch. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and Hitch. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, uh, was it? That's Kevin was James, it? isn't it? Uh, Hitchcock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I I like uh, I I like uh, Jason Bateman. I think he's a good actor. But man, did, was it just me or was his performance like totally flat? It, it was. Like it, it had like no emotion. I don't know if that was intended. But I, he, I think it was intended for him to be just like a sarcastic. Uh, you yeah, know, but there was no like bully, in, pretty much. The entire movie, like, and I, I'm not saying you have to like be by the numbers, but when you typically do a movie for kids and an animated, I mean that's. A large part of your audience, you want these characters to uh, to like really kind of bring life into these characters. And like I said, I don't know if that was just the way the directors intended it, mm-hmm. or if the the the, the directors of the uh, the movie or the the audio directors right. just didn't catch that. But man, Jason Bateman's performance to me was just totally flat. I agree. Like it, everything he said was just like like it was read off a page. Like it had no emotion. Like no like soul behind it and i know he was like a sly fox and they were kind of playing that up but like i think to me jason bateman was like giving a performance of how he it'd be indicative of how he would act in real life right Uh i just don't think it worked for his character i mean it just came off as very pale very flat and uh i think that's what kept me out of wanting because i mean i liked when you started to get into more of his backstory there was interesting things about why he was the way he was Uh uh-huh but even towards the end, like you said, I mean, so much of the performance of the movie of him before it preceded that was just so flat that by the time you get to the end, it's like it, it was almost like like I wasn't really interested after that point, you know? Yeah, he, so. it's kind of like that uh, that idea between like, you know, like um, like on Looney Tunes with uh, the Roadrunner and the Wiley e. Coyote. You know, it's like he keeps getting like beat down and beat down and beat down and he never quite gets there. But you also yeah. have like the comedy, you know, to 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 give it levity. And this right. this it's like the whole time it's just poor poor Judy. I, and I know I understand it. It's the real world. But but she she's like beaten down for being like this, you know, being short yeah. and not being, you know, people saying that she'll never make the squad and things like yeah. that. And you know, you 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 know, I mean, you ride this line like you know, you could kind of go the route of like. That's a bad. This is a bad comparison, but like in the army now with like Polly Shore, like you have like you could go that route where there's like all these colorful characters, and you know you have you know you kind of have like the the guy that's in there that's kind of like playing it kind of goofy and straight, and then you know everybody comes together at the end is what you kind of expect, you know, with movies like this. And I'm fine with them kind of you know shaping shaping it the way they did, you know, as far as being like you know just the the like the overt tone of you know society, you know, real world society. But yeah. I, don't, I don't think, uh, for whatever reason, it's just when I see cartoon characters acting real like that, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me. Well, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, and especially, especially, you know, people were saying that's really funny, and I, I didn't get that either. Like I, I, oh. I, I didn't, I didn't like laugh. Really, I don't even think I remember laughing one time. Yeah, and it's, it's like I, I know what you're saying because it's kind of segues into what I, I was going to bring up is that 
I think what they were trying to do for this movie, and I don't knock them for trying it, mm-hmm. but my opinion, like I think, like you said about Judy's character, uh, the you know she's this, uh, of course she's this bunny who uh, um, you know like society intends for bunnies to just be farmers in this movie, so she wants to break the mold. It's always been her dream to go to the academy and become the first bunny cop. Right. So lo and behold, she does that, and then she, uh, like you said, she becomes a cop, but then she, you know, it's like they kind of put her in the real world and she gets her dreams dashed because no one wants to give her a chance and stuff. Exactly. And that's a real struggle. And I think it's neat to put that in there. But like you said, they was just so heavy handed with how they beat it down. Uh-huh. But the other thing that I wanted to, like I saw like so blatantly like thrown in your face throughout the movie. is just like, I couldn't help, but like the kind of whole social commentary that the filmmakers were making about equality and stuff. Right. Exactly. About, like, um, they, you know, they talk about predators or, you know, only, you know, uh, predators are only predators and stuff. And I don't know. I mean, I, I have no problem with filmmakers, you know, using their, their, cause you know, movies are art and using your, your, um, movies to make social commentaries about, you know, cause I, I can clearly see that it parallels a lot of the issues we deal with in society today. Right. About, you know, acceptance of all cultures and stuff. And exactly. You can definitely, you can definitely tell in this oh. movie, they were trying to hammer that down and I have no problem with right. filmmakers taking that, you know, exactly. their films as art, make a statement. But man, in a in a in a children's movie like this, it just has no place, in my opinion. I agree. At least not not to the degree that they were just hammering it in your face like the entire time. Uh-huh. And like you said, like if, if it was done in a more subdued, subtle way, where it was kind of just hinted at, but mm-hmm. you still had. I mean, because I think it took away from the story. Mm-hmm. It right. took away from the comedy, and there was some comedy in there that. Um, I'll bring it up in a second. I definitely laughed at, but I mean, so much of the movie with the tone of that and the heavy handedness is just for, for being an animated movie. And surprisingly that it came from Disney. I mean, I know it wasn't Pixar, uh-huh. but, um, we just reviewed, um, finding Dory, right. uh, Pixar's latest installment, a couple episodes. And we just, you know, had nothing but, uh, just beaming comments right. to say about that. Exactly. Fantastic movie. Uh-huh. Top to bottom. And this one, um, you know, like I said, I wouldn't say it was a horrible movie, but man, it just totally missed its mark of what I thought it was going to be. And uh, considering all the highly, highly good reviews, I don't know. I guess everyone has a different way of looking at things, but right. I don't know. It just, it just. Uh, I think, it, I think it, if you started off like the wrong tone, and it just was hard to recover for me by the end. Yeah, and I mean, we we didn't talk about it before, so I, I that's what I was, you know, what that's what kind of was wanting to see what you thought and. And, you know, I mean, yeah. if we both think this, you know, similar things, it's like there has to be somebody out there that kind of thinks along the yeah. lines that it's that it's a little I didn't yeah. feel good watching it. It wasn't. Yeah. It, like if I was if I was I don't know. I mean, I. I don't know. Like, I just think it's it's uh, you want to root for Judy's character. Yeah. And you and you you but you never can. Because yeah. she's, she's constantly she's constantly being shut down by everyone. And oh, I mean, I, I can't. We can't talk about the twist at the end. But even at the end, she's still getting hammered down. You know, you, you know, you kind of know what I'm talking about. Like even like yeah. the reveal at the end. You uh-huh. know, you reveal that, and then she's. It's like you, yeah. it's like how how far can you twist the boot? You know, it's like golly. And I, I know that you like when you make these animated movies. Obviously, your large uh, majority of your crowd is kids. Uh-huh. But you all, like we always say about the great thing about like really good animated movies are. 
thing Pixar always does well is right. they make movies that appeal to everyone. Exactly. Um, largely, they appeal to kids. And this one, I just, like, I don't know who they're going after. Like, I mean, because I think kids, I mean, kids that don't know any better, that don't read into this, they're just going to see cuddly little characters and they'll probably enjoy it and be entertained. But I just think, like, I just don't know how a lot of families will react. I mean, it's right. not a bad movie. And, uh, and I mean, the, there's a lot of good qualities about it. I mean, the animation's fantastic. Um, the, like I said, the, the realization of the whole world and the design and the scope of Zootopia is fantastic. And I think it did have a really good um, uh, supporting cast, mm-hmm. uh, rounding out some of the other voice talent. Um, but just everything else was just so, just kind of took you so far out of it. And, uh, I mean, I wouldn't go so far as to say it was a horrible movie. No, just, no. Would I had anticipated and i know but on the lighter side i did like uh, the the mr big or what the, the cat the, yeah, the 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 receptionist the, the, the godfather oh yeah 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 the mr big yeah yeah that was funny uh, there's definitely some humor in there and the the part with the sloths uh-huh oh yeah. man i was dying laughing when he yeah. goes to the dmv yeah that some... that was great i you know yeah. we'd already seen the sequence in the trail in the I think when we went to go see Star Wars, but uh, but yeah, yeah, that was funny. Um, yeah, but I mean, there there's some good stuff in there. I like I like that Disney kind of pokes fun at itself, like when she's on her iPod or whatever, and she looks and it's like the, uh, um, you know, you had Fleetwood Yak and uh, yeah, the uh-huh. Fur Fighters and oh yeah, that's uh, rodents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then and then of course later in the film, there's like spoofs of. Instead of Big Hero 6, you have Pig Hero 6. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, they, they had some nice little touches and uh-huh. definitely some stuff for people to enjoy. But for us, I think we were just a little turned off by uh, just the, the, the heavy tone yeah. of the movie. Yeah, and, definitely. Um, the over-reliance on uh, just kind of beating those characters down. I don't know. I think for a kid's movie, like I'm not saying you have to, you know, I, I think there's just a better balancing game you can find. Mm-hmm. with trying to find the right story to kind of balance out like um because i i i'll cover this later i know like uh, some of the dreamworks movies like um they kind of rely on like a really like over zaniness which mm-hmm. i'm i get a little tired of but mm-hmm. i know i know it works for kids so mm-hmm. it's it's an important element to have in there and i and i'm glad that they didn't like necessarily try to beat that door down but i don't yeah. know i just felt like it could have been uh the tone could have been yeah, definitely. But overall, I'd probably give it. Uh, I probably give about a two point five out of yeah, five. Yeah, I give it a. I give it a two. So, okay. I, I really, I really didn't enjoy it that much, and I, I definitely don't think I'd even watch it again. I just like all for all the reasons we, you know, were just talking about. But uh, yeah, I guess. Um, I guess moving along here. Um, I guess. Do you want to save uh, Star Trek? Because I'm going to do my best to try to see it. Here pretty soon yeah and yeah, uh see. so let's save like star trek and do like a star trek and born i'm gonna try to get both those in okay and we let's can do just... that like next week possibly okay um, we can just and, so we'll save that and uh if you want to do i guess since we're doing zootopia do, do you have ice age and then I'll, i just have like two that i can run through really quickly like two more okay well, let me let me run through ice age real quick okay okay so uh uh one of the next movies i wanted to uh talk about i know I don't think you had a chance to see, but kind of moving along from Zootopia is uh, Ice Age. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I recently had a chance to see uh, the new Ice Age film, uh, Collision Course. Mm -hmm. And um, before that, um, so basically to set the stage, uh, this is basically the fifth Ice Age movie to come along in the uh, in the series. Of course, um, uh, you had the original Ice Age and Dawn of Dinosaurs and uh, the Meltdown. And uh, I'm blanking on the fourth one. Um, but uh, basically... Uh, before, uh, it's been a while. I mean, I've seen the first Ice Age several times. I uh, re remember it pretty fondly. Mm -hmm. um, I had a chance to watch the first Ice Age. I just want to talk, I mean, the second movie, The Meltdown, mm -hmm. which uh, I believe came out in 2002 or 2003, um, was kind of the second adventure. Uh, I was going to, I was, my attempt was to try to rewatch as many of the movies before leading into it to kind of bring me up to speed because I, I don't believe I'd ever seen the, the third or the fourth film. So uh, I just wanted to talk real quick about the second one, The Meltdown. Um, this was the, uh, the second movie in the series. Um, basically, like, they're, they're all back. Uh, all the returning characters, Manny the Mammoth, played by uh, um, Ray Romano. Then you had uh, Sid the Sloth, played by um, uh, uh, John Leguizamo, hilarious character. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you had uh, um, Diego uh, Sabretooth, played by, um, uh, I believe... Dennis Leary. Mm -hmm. right. Anyway, it's it's a good cast. I mean, it's it's a nice little uh, ensemble they've established. I mean, second movie was, um, it was it, it was neat. I mean, they're they're back kind of, they've survived uh, their adventure in the first one. They're back in the uh, kind of their their domain, and they find out that um, the 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 uh, the the polar glacier above like their little nook where they all live is uh, melting. And uh, they actually discover it by chance by climbing up to the top and see that the polar ice caps are melting. So eventually they, they realize that their whole entire valley that they live in is going to be flooded out. So they have to retreat. And uh, that kind of sets up the journey. Um, and and it, was, it was a fun one. I mean, I think it kind of borrowed a lot of the same tropes and the elements from the first one. Um, I think, uh, like, you know, like a lot of the characters have a lot, the, you know, a lot of the humor is brought back. They kind of find new clever ways to... Uh, um, kind of, you know, kind of advance the whole story along and advance the uh, the series, but you know, kind of take you to new areas. They bring in new characters. Um, one of the particular themes is uh, through running throughout the first one is Manny the Mammoth uh, again, played by Ray Romano. He always thinks he's like the last mammoth, um, and then he finds uh, another mammoth, uh, uh, supposedly one day, uh, voiced by. Uh, um, uh, Queen Latifah, and, uh, and she she does a she does an awesome job. I mean, it's funny, and it's actually interesting because when she she grew up with um, little uh, I don't know what are they like they're little uh, ground weasels or something or possum. Uh, she grew up with possums. Okay. And so she she thinks she's a possum. She doesn't know that she's a mammoth, and when he sees her, she's like hanging from a tree, and he says, "What are you doing up there?" And she goes, "Oh, it's like this is what possums do." And then they try to tell her, oh, you're a mammoth. She goes, no, I'm not. I'm a possum. <laughs> so anyway, it creates this funny little dynamic that they play off of throughout the whole movie. Um, and Manny, you know, he, he thinks he's all alone in the world. Then he finds out that, um, uh, you know, that, that there is this other mammoth. And anyway, so uh, it, it was a fun movie. I mean, it's uh, I don't want to go into too much detail, but I mean, the journey yeah. they go on. I mean, it's it's a, it's an it's a fun little engaging family movie i think if you're a fan of the first one you definitely like it 
Um, I think the first one's probably just a little stronger in terms of um, overall, but I think I, I think I'd give the uh, the second one. Um, I give it I give it probably a solid three out of five. Um, it okay. carried a lot of the same tone, um, but kind of fast forward uh, getting to uh, the new film, Collision Course. Basically, um, uh, so Manny and uh, uh, Queen Latifah's character they basically they've had a they've had a, a child. And, uh, and then she's got like a boyfriend and she's about to get married and start her own family. So it brings up all these notions of them like wanting to get out of the cave. And, um, you know, of course, them being, you know, the loving parents, they're kind of like, you know, they don't want to see their little daughter go. But at the same time, they know that, you know, she needs to make her own way in the world. And uh, right in the middle of all this, they basically get um, uh, these comets coming to Earth. Uh <laughs> <laughs> which uh, you find out are caused by uh, the uh, uh, antics from the little squirrel. Oh, uh, is that? Oh, so that's what he's doing with the nut at the on the trail. Yeah. He's, okay. He's basically, yeah. So at the end of the last ice age, I guess he got caught and he was trying to chase his his right. his dang little uh, uh, acorn, and he got frozen inside of a, uh, a glacier. And inside of the glacier. Where I think the acorn fell into a UFO that was frozen in the glacier, mm-hmm. and so he gets inside this UFO and somehow accidentally starts it up after being frozen for probably thousands of years, blasts off into space, and you know of course he's just trying to get his little his little acorn, and then eventually the uh, the uh, you know he he somehow sends the the little ship careening into an asteroid that sends a a fleet of uh, asteroids t- towards the Earth. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, is kind of, you know, re- revamping the theory, you know, behind the, you know, the whole extinction of the dinosaurs and everything. But anyway, it creates another peril that they basically have to flee from. Uh, um, there's, like I said, there's a there's a real colorful uh, cast of characters supporting. Uh, they've got a, um, uh, they've got a, I don't want to give it away, but <laughs> a guy that I'm a really big fan of, Nick Offerman from uh, Parks and Rec. Uh-huh. Uh, he has a small part to play, which is really funny. Uh, um, uh, Michael Strahan has a funny little, uh, small little role character in there. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, basically they set up on this journey, and like I said, I think it's it's done by DreamWorks and Illuminate Illumination Entertainment, which um, you know, of course, did the Minions movies, right. And uh, I usually have a lot of positive things to say about them, but I kind of brought it up, I think, in one of our previous shows with uh, um, uh, one of the the last movies they did, which was um, The uh, Secret Life of Pets, Uh uh, is that they kind of rely on this over, like, zaniness to try to sell. You know, I mean, I know marketed at kids, kids usually have low attention spans, and I know adults, or at least myself, we don't really find, typically take to all the... You know, it's kind of like a little quick, little throwaway, uh, just zany gags. You know, things that kids would just kind of giggle at or laugh. Um, but I definitely understand that it's a part of, you know, the, the fabric of the film. Uh-huh. But for me, it kind of just, I don't know, I'd rather stick to substance. I mean, I think like what they did with Finding Dory, you know, we're just telling a really like relatable story and really focusing on the characters and the characterization is going to shine through like no matter, I mean, I I don't think you need all these antics to try to sell your movie. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know, just the, the the more rewarding experiences are always going to be 
the ones where you have, uh, I don't know, just good stories, good characters come through. I mean, from, you know, like we always say, like top-notch animations, the performances that come through them is really like what connects you to these characters and gets you to relate to them. Right. And um, I don't I don't see that as much in these movies. I mean, they do a really good job with like Ray Romano's character with O'Mammoth and uh, um, and like Diego and uh, Sid. I mean, of course, they always have their gags and they have a funny little um, uh, they have a funny little like relationship between each other. That's really uh, it's really kind of endearing to watch uh, if you've been watching these movies. But overall, I mean, I think it it's it's a it's an entertaining movie, but it just it's not one that's going to like reach out to you like you know really affect you emotionally like 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 i you know we keep talking about like finding glory or something like that uh-huh. or so, i mean i madagascar think, yeah <laughs> <laughs> definitely gotta see that one yes but um no i mean it's it's a fun entertaining family movie um like i said it doesn't it didn't grab me as much as like uh um you know, the like Finding Dory, but I definitely didn't think it was uh, as you know kind of off-putting as Zootopia was for us. Uh-huh. So I think all in all, I'd give it about a, I don't know, I give it about a solid, I give it, I don't know, I give it about a two point five. Okay. Um, I mean, I think it was solid. I, I I don't think I mean like I the animation was well done, but I mean in this day and age with the technology we have, I mean a lot of these movies are always going to look top-notch but definitely want to recognize like all the hard-working individuals that made it um i mean it was definitely an entertaining it just didn't it just didn't grab you and have that same kind of uh you know substance but i mean i I give it a solid 2.5 out of 5 i i'd say it's definitely a great movie to take your kids to Uh um take families to go with uh there's definitely a lot of humorous moments in there just just didn't stick out on my mind uh quite like uh last couple of really good animated movies but um watch you know worth a watch if you uh if you're um interested and you know you like what you've seen from the trailer and also it's kind of one of those movies where the trailer pretty much gave away the funniest elements Mm -hmm. so you don't really have too much else to go on and the story was a little a little thin so cool yeah i'll have to check it out i've never i've never actually watched them any of them before so um I'll definitely I'll definitely check some of them out at some point. Yeah. But um yeah, that's cool. So, um I guess moving on did did you have any other ones to talk about? I guess we're going to save Star Trek, so Yeah, I think we're going to do I've had I had a chance to see Star Trek and uh Jason Bourne, but I think we're going to try to save that for our next show. Huh? And um, so definitely try to look for our review of those two uh probably in uh very soon. Yeah. And um, I'll just do I, I'll just do since I have the purge left I'll just do it really quick like there's not okay. there's not a lot to say anyway it, it's I had not a chance to see that one okay what did you think of it uh it 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 serves its purpose I guess it, it's not it's not gonna break any boundaries in the horror film like industry it's just you know it, it I mean the only thing different this year as far as the purge goes is that they're able to con they're they're the see the purge is I mean. It, you've seen the movies before. I mean, the the first two. I mean, they're basic plots, just where you know society has one day where you can go around and kill everybody. So, I mean, it, these movies just they they play in kind of like that one idea, like like the hostile films, you know. So you know, it's like a fantasy. It's just like kind of seeing like you know like a weird fantasy on film. You know what I mean? It's it's just like a okay. weird idea, 
that made yeah. the first one made a ton of money and it just spawned other ones, kind of like Saw or whatever. And so, right. um, but the, but the problem with the the Purge movies is they could be so much better, I guess, with the idea behind it. And they mm-hmm. keep trying to go with this political side, which I just don't understand. And um, especially with this film, you're introduced to a couple new characters that Frank Grillo's back from the you know the the other the other Purge movies, and uh, he. Uh, um, it's he's a security guard now so he uh he protects like the senator and the senator what she wants to do is she wants to um shut down the purge like so she doesn't want to have it anymore because she thinks it's like unethical and <laughs> i mean in this world you know it's like in this yeah in this world it's you like have a movie about stuff. killing people yeah, making it, illegal and it's a yeah, it, to her. That's in, in, yeah and so the, the main drawing points of this one is international people are able to come over now so like you know people from overseas are able to come be involved with the purge now and the the main selling point of this one is is nobody's safe anymore so you're able to like buy your freedom you're able to buy purge insurance in the other movies and so where that you you're protected so nobody would could, could come after you and uh so this one's it's basically the same that's that's the big, biggest problem of this movie is it's basically the same thing over again it's just over it nothing new it you know of course you know, they get attacked, you know, he's so on the night of the purge, the Frank Grillo character is, you know, watching the senator and, you know, has everything locked down. And of course, people come after and, you know, they go on the run and it's the same movie. They're just trying to get away from people. And in and like I said, it, it turns into this political thing and it, it just shouldn't be. I mean, it, it's 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 absolutely ridiculous to think that something like this could actually happen. And and they're they're playing it so straight. Where it is I think if they added a little bit of comedy to it or or uh, some something else, you know, it would make it better. You know, it's it's yeah. you're just you're just regurgitating the same movie over again. And uh, yeah, it's like it, you're it's, already regurgitating like a like a really ridiculous idea, right? Without any kind of like levity or anything, you're just like it's just, playing on the absolute yeah. absurd. Yeah, and it, it it's. You, you need to add some kind of tear or some new wrinkle in there that that kind of propels it into something else. But you're yeah. you're, just, you're just waiting, like kind of with the saw films, as you know, kind of as ridiculous as they got. They they still had the traps to look forward to, and they still had you know kind of like the haunted house type feel. This it's mm-hmm. just every movie it's the same. They get something happens and they're out on the street again, and then people are hunting them down. You know, it's it's the same. Yeah. And and this one, or the weird thing about this movie is uh, the other weird thing to notice. it's very dense like the other ones seemed more vast like you know the type of like carnage that was going around uh-huh. this one since it focuses on mainly on you know a couple characters when the purge starts it's like this the streets are barren it's weird like in the other ones there was like all this like carnage and like people going around and you know shooting <laughs> shooting people up and breaking into houses and whatnot in this one it's just like it's so vast like there there isn't any there, you don't really even feel like it's the purge, even on the purge night. It's like nothing's happening, and so. Um, but yeah, like I said, it, it's not anything I'd recommend. I guess, I guess if you enjoy the purge movies, you'll like it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's really <laughs> strange that you'd enjoy something like that. But, I, yeah. I mean, I, I just I like you know cause I'll give it a chance. You know, I'm always looking for some good horror movie. So, I and like I said, I've seen the other one. So, I would. Would you, you know, give it? Um, kind of I give, I give it a two out of five. So okay, yeah. So I would. I, I've, ne- I've never actually seen any of them. So I'd, I'd say watch the first one. Um, 
and, and even the second one's decent until it until it until it evolves into something else. So it's like yeah. you know they have the main story. The Saw series I thought you know had really cool, interesting turns throughout, but this one you know they're trying to craft they're they're trying to like crafts a, a story onto where it's never meant to be, and yeah. for something so ridiculous to add like this political overtone. And, and, the, yeah. and the deal with the masks, I don't understand the deal with the masks. Like, he, he, it's like these people turn into demons. It's like not even, like society, I, I, I wouldn't think people would do that. It's just like these yeah. people turn into like these weird demons. It's just shock, it's shock, like shock, shock value. value it's just, going in there. Yeah, it's just meant for like cosplayers or stuff to make yeah. masks or something. I don't know. But speaking, uh, Real quick, speaking of Saw, they, uh, apparently the eighth movie is moving forward. Have you heard about this? Yep. Yeah, it's got a. It's apparently it's got a director or directors, and yeah. it's got writers, and apparently yeah. it's uh, it's gonna happen. Oh no, it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. Um, I guess I guess that like like you said, I guess that it brings us to the end of the show. Um, yeah, next week we'll definitely do Born, um, and then we're also we mentioned it before. We're also going to do a, like a DC show, and we're still kind of throwing around titles, but we're definitely gonna do Bad Blood and Year One, right? Like those are yeah, and uh, it's kind of a lead up. Uh, uh, Suicide Squad. On, yeah, on the on the horizon, of course, Suicide Squad's fast approaching, and uh, we just want to do a show that kind of encapsul- encapsulates uh, some recent um, uh, DC movies in the animated universe, and uh, um, hopefully, if we have time, I think we're going to try to uh, throw in a quick discussion about the newly released uh, Ultimate Edition oh, yeah, of uh, versus Superman: Dawn of Justice, so we can kind of talk about um you know what was added how we liked it what our reaction is mm-hmm. and, uh, and probably also talk about some of our favorite uh dc films yeah kind definitely. of uh in anticipation yeah to lead up to uh uh like the a DC premium. Of, uh, yeah, yeah like a pre yeah. dc cast or something you know yeah definitely. so uh uh definitely leading up to suicide squad uh which will definitely have a review also of suicide squad as well as uh uh star trek beyond mm-hmm. and uh jason Bourne. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, we've got a uh, we've got some interesting movies also on the horizon. Um, of course, Suicide Squad, we already mentioned. Uh, I know we've got Pete's Dragon coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, n- another kind of classic rendition by Disney making a, taking an old animated classic and kind of doing like a live action version. And then, uh, yeah, and just some other ones. We've got like a, a retelling of Ben-Hur coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, that looks interesting, and then some other animated movies. I know there's a one coming out with uh, um, uh, Kevin Spacey that Nine Lives. Um, yeah, where, yeah. That, uh, that was the reason he turns into the cat. Yeah, yeah. So that one looks interesting. Yeah. And uh, Seth Rogen, uh, James Franco, I think are coming out in that Sausage Party. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that trailer looks ridiculous. Yeah. So. Uh, lot, lots of lots of uh, interesting stuff on the horizon. So definitely yeah. look out for reviews on uh, hopefully some of those and and uh, uh, our future uh, DC show and uh, reviews of uh, uh, Suicide Squad, Star Trek, and Jason Bourne. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, like we said, we'll do yeah Bourne and Star Trek. Hopefully, you know, next week in the DC show. So yeah, I guess that brings us towards the end. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, if you wouldn't mind uh, uh, sharing this on like in your Instagram or your Twitter or your Facebook or whatever, just try, try, try to get the word out there. 
And also, if you have any, like, um, we also want to add in, you know, like a questions and comments section or like a mail, like a mailbag section to the show as well. So if you, uh, you know, have any ideas or comments, just email us at uh, feasiblefilm at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, you can start, start adding those in and add, add, answer some questions and whatnot. And, um, yeah, I guess until next time, is, is that about it? Yeah, I think we've had fun. Okay, you guys yeah. Too. yeah. Well, uh, thanks for listening. See you later. Bye. I was like, should I open my, I was going to say, I was like, should I tell him the pause it so I can go pee? <laughs>